Hi, Chris. Hey. What's with your trucker the hat? The session start was an 18. It's going to be a banger. The, it's the Baltimore Orioles. It's just a baseball cap. Okay. It, like, cut off perfectly at the point where I couldn't determine if it, like, went obnoxiously tall or not. Can I... Cam? No, I can't. What? Zoom my camera. Guys, look, I'm killing the world. Ah, you did it. At least you're doing it comfortably. Ah, I got up to 90. That's when I actually turn it on. We actually got moisture. Awesome. Noah really said, how many tree names can I jam-pack into this character's name? There's two. Did you really put more? No. <laughs> no, just... I'm just messing with him. Fuck. That's a mess. Yeah. yeah. There you go, audience. Noah's limit is two. You knew about the surname that I gave, like, three months ago. You guys have no capacity for what goes on behind the DM screen. We literally saw a picture. Now I'm doing things behind my DM screen right now. Yeah. He's jacking it. Not jacking it. Oh fuck, we're about to die. Doesn't want to load. You're so. you you're you might die. God damn it. Ferris. You know, I was gonna use my down. standing desk because I'm a healthy person who cares about his posture. <laughs> and then I was like, you know, I've been standing for the last like two hours. I already have scoliosis. It can't get much worse Fuck from here. This. My posture has always been like really bad. You guys remember what we did last time? Yes. I kind of do. Yes. We. I'm not joking. Uh, when I out in the graveyard. when I get that uh, that episode up and like edited, I'm gonna have to take out like an hour's worth of content because we I'm not putting the whole like riddle thing in like uh, we put like parts of it in there but like not all of it. We yeah, we spent like a good forty five minutes just like trying to figure out a riddle. There's a lot. Solved, you John solved it out of the gate, but there was no was good forty minutes. Yeah, we said road slash street early on, but. Yeah, he solved it, but it wasn't like one of those puzzles where something actually happens because you get the answer. You know what I mean? I, yeah. I said, I said moon. Literally, I'm laughing because I believe one point I said street, and we're like, ooh, something rustles in the bushes, and I was like, hey. Yeah, but streets, streets is confusing because there's a lot of them. Streets. Yeah, they live beneath the streets. I, I was actually onto that at one point. I was just like, what if they're under the streets? Anyway, that's pretty much all we did was uh, we talked to the bitch. Well, I'm trying the... to remember because you were in the graveyard. Yep. And you started digging up. This is the, the recap. This is the, yeah, recap. this is the recap. It's a very informal recap. graveyard you started digging up Barris's old house because willow can read druidic now yeah. and received a or 
deciphered a hidden message in the graveyard from a mysterious group known as the Golgori. Um, once you discovered the remains of Varys' old family home, you were approached by a familiar but incredibly unwelcome face as uh, Prudence Weird, the eldest of the three hags you faced in Birmingham, uh, assumed or allegedly serving House Callendale. It is not Drill. We keep fucking it up. <laughs> House Callendale. Um, she approached, she offered you a lodestone, which would allow you access through the, whatever I called their public transportation system, <laughs> teleportation network, uh, that would take you to the Callendale Manor, um, under the pretense that her master, Lord Callendale, wanted Varys's assistance in locating his father. Um, a tense conversation followed in which um, Prudence uh, steered herself away on her wheelchair. Um, you guys started investigating who the Golgori were. I don't know who told you to go down to the bottom city, but you got the info. Um, you got the information that the Golgori were this very reclusive cult, as they were called, uh, that lived that lived in the ruins of an old city on the lowest island of Dublin. You you were transported there by two young elven twins who had some sort of contraption that I can only compare to probably something out of Treasure Planet. Just something like the up house on a bicycle. But you were taken down there. Um, Willow identified druidic graffiti throughout the, the remains of the city, which was now vastly overgrown after the last 300 years. And you deciphered the riddle you actually didn't decipher the riddle, but through a very good roll on a um, divine intervention by Gardor, uh, you were able to identify the entrance to the Golgori. I don't even know what to call it, but a network of tunnels and sewers that had collapsed throughout the city had been made home by this reclusive group. Um, you were introduced to the Archdruid Jacorin who serves as some sort of seer or leader for this mysterious faction, um, who identified you as either members of the Emerald Enclave or assisting them, um, and provided you a guide um, to locate the Fallen Prophet, who you know to be Varys' father, Garrick Gallandale. You spent the night below the surface of this ruined city, and I do need to do something um, 
It's not retconny. I'm gonna add something, but it's not gonna impact the story thus far. You guys retire for the evening, the night before your ascension of Mount, um, the Mount of Moonweaver, where the Prophet is rumored to be hiding. Varus, the last couple days since returning to your home, when entering your trance state, you have felt the familiar kind of pull at the edges of your constant, your, of your conscience um, in close vicinity to the soul wind. Um, you continue to struggle to consider what you wish to contribute, um, unaware of what is true and what is false in your memories. But this evening, as you weigh the different things in your mind and you ruminate on them. This familiar tug brushing your consciousness recoils and rushes you for a second. And you receive a very brief series of images. The first is a large floating landmass constructed evidently of glass, crystal, or diamond that has that shape of an island, a land island, but coming to a point in the shape of a palace with towers um, deep within a whirling maelstrom. There's a flash and you receive an image of translucent stairs and ascending them rapidly. Another flash you see smooth, translucent surfaces of elven script that just rapidly, just like a print command on a computer, like just spitting out these lines of elven text that just continue to go and go and go, too rapid to read. And last, you see a hooded figure amongst four man-sized standing stones at assumedly the crest of this strange palace with the whirling maelstrom be beyond it. You leave your trance unsure of what you have seen and kind of placing it in that same bucket of I don't know if this is real or not I need to think on it more just because I have no idea how the pacing of the remainder of this arc is, arc is gonna go I want you to have that following morning you leave with your half elven guide Jelly um, she takes you to Mount Moonweaver Mount of the Moonweaver and you begin to ascend it there are various dangerous beasts that call this mountain home, and you four must reach the seat of Sayanin, which is located at the crest of the mountain. While ascending, several hours pass, and whether through her distraction, um, being in a large group, that she seems uncomfortable and unused to. She seems to have led you into 
what I would describe as a nest. If not a nest, but the grounds, the hunting grounds of a pack of wyverns. Um, winged draconic beasts. Acting quickly, Willow concealed you all with a layer of mist. Um, possibly in that mist, due to just not being able to see too well, Ver or being lost in thought, Varus kicked what appears to be the remains of a meal of these wyverns, uh, a metal helmet, crashing and clanging down the cliff sides of this plateau. You notice the wyverns turn their attention towards you as Jelly shouts, run, before taking off to a near cave and nearby cave entrance. And about a, do a dozen wyvern of various sizes and ages, some taking flight, some rapidly bounding towards you. You hear a shout again. Well, what in the fuck are you waiting for? What would you four like to do as this pack of wyvern begin descending towards you? I was start running. Oh god, oh fuck. Get a little hustle. Get the next step. Yeah. You guys are able to get into the cave with her. And she is quickly winding her way deeper, throwing out a small ball of light. Um, she explains these caves are very shallow and they wind in and out of the different cliffs. There's plenty of deciduous trees that sort of dot this mountain. As you're, as she's explaining this, you're seeing like green smoke billowing, green clouds of smoke billowing in from different cracks in this cave, which you assume to be the wyvern's poisonous breath. She states, if we run, I can guide you to the top. Yeah, we're trying to go up. There's too many to fight, and at this point, fighting might bring out something bigger. But if the party wants, we can enter a skill challenge as you just begin following her lead through the various cliffs and caves and paths that she evidently knows kind of well. Does anyone want to do anything? No. We're in a cave right now, yeah? Yeah, you're sort of just winding your way behind right. her. Nothing yet. But this is going to be... I'm kind of giving you guys a second to prepare to do anything before entering this challenge. As you're weaving through. Um, right, can I... Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say I want to cast haste on myself. Can I prepare an action? What action? Uh, whenever we get out to the open and I see a huge group of wyvern, if that ever happens, I'm going to cast major image of a blue dragon. Okay. Anyone else doing anything in this kind of preparation round? 
Ferris's main stuff is stabbing, so yeah. not really. For the duration of your spell, uh, Baltheo, you can. Would you like to cast it kind of at the start of the challenge? Yes. Yeah, just because it's you're in this cave for more than a minute. Um, but light begins to shine in ahead. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do this skill challenge a little differently. Well, okay. So if we're if we're to be in this cave for more than a minute, I I just you were making it seem like we wanted to prepare for this, so I was like, I'll cast haste, but ah, eh, never mind. Fuck it. I'll cast haste on myself to begin with. Yeah, you, you can just pop it once. Um, pop it like a drug. Lights, light is spilling in ahead, and just rushing after Jelly, her just mane of red hair and tattered furs just flapping behind her. She rounds the corner and you guys round with her and with a strong hand she grabs you and you find yourself just looking out into this valley. Down below you, you have maybe a couple of feet of cliff between you and just empty air and she points and just starts running along the cliffside, bounding over some of the boulders. The way the skill challenge works is instead of success, like individual successes, you have successful rounds and failures as rounds. Jelly does not contribute to your successes, but as your guide, depending on her success on survival checks each round, it will determine the challenge, the DC challenge of that round so the choices you make could help her lead you it could they could protect yourself or your teammates you could begin opposing the wyvern which you now see cresting over like swooping bats as their shadows fall over you willow would you start would you like to those of you who prepared actions, you could use them at this time. Yeah, I'm going to do that now. Okay. Oh, I put it in the chat. I didn't. That's all right. So this is kind of like a free round that you prepared to do. Yeah. Go ahead and do your spell attack. A spell attack roll and add yep. three for... Don't even need it. Uh, well, if I add three, it's 32. You say it's 32? Yeah, if I add yeah, that's, three. That's an easy enough success. So this round's good. You throw out this image of a, a roaring adult blue dragon. You see some of the wyverns scatter. You see others dive bomb it. Almost protective of their territory passing right through it but you're able to scare off a number of these wyvern Altheo if you want to use haste I have the feeling it can get you a modifier for the duration if that makes sense uh... you'll, you'll gain a benefit okay. to 
other checks as the challenge goes on. Okay. I mean, I just figured we're going to be doing a lot of running and sprinting, and I figured there might be some deck saves involved, and so I was like... Yep. Advantage You'll on those. You'll also gate all those. Okay. Too. Yeah, I I definitely casted Haze. I've changed my mind. Okay. Varus and Gardor, did you want to do anything for this, this free round? Um, yeah. Kind of scaling the side of this cliff. Rocks kind of here and there dropping down on you as some wyvern are scraping down the cliff towards you. Impacts of wyvern. I'm scaling down the cliff. No, you're going up. You're heading up to another plateau-ish, in theory, area. I would love to if I could get my character sheet open, but Roll20 is doing that thing where it doesn't want to load. Everything else wants to load, but not this. I'm going to cast Minor Illusion um, on the lip of the cliff above us, like it's far up above us, um, and just what looks like just a rock outcropping so they can't yeah so it interrupts their view so they can't see us spell attack roll there's no extra bonus for a cantrip that would be just a straight 11 All right, you throw just sprinting after them, you see the blue dragon, you go, huh, illusions. You throw up your rocky outcrop, and you just see unimpeded wyvern just crawling right through them, screeching at you from above. Was that, that was just straight, right? I didn't add intelligence or anything? No, it's a spell attack roll, so it would be... They're not spell attacks, my bad. It would be a d20 plus your intelligence modifier. Okay, then it was a 16. That's why I was in zero. So mine I got, I, I got an 11 on the roll. There's a raw 11. My intelligence is a plus 5. Alright, so 16? Yeah. And then what was yours, Willow? Uh, mine was a raw 19. So if you want to be. You're still. You pass. Yeah. Yeah, you pass. Varys, um, they still just descend right through your illusion <laughs> towards you on a 16. Yeah. Garter, is there anything else you wanted to do? Or anything you wanted to do? I would love to look at my spells and see if I can help, but, uh... Can't, so... Generic cleric uh, spells. I just fucking... I listen to our guide, I'm running. Until I can figure out something to do. Uh, you can use your perceptive eyes to help her. Sure. Um, we start at the top of our new round. You guys only really got... You guys got some benefits during that round. You didn't su succeed or fail, though. So at the top of the round, Jelly's gonna make her survival check with advantage. It's not good either way, but you just saved her from a crit. Gardor, crit fail. She leads her way winding through boulders shouting for you to follow her. Um, at the top of the round, a number of wyvern dive towards the party, and I need you four all to make constitution saving throws as this just air assault of poisonous gas washes over, to you, over you four. 
How does this work for me since I don't breathe? Does it still affect me? It's still being in a it's still a poison effect. Okay. So you can absorb it through your organic components. Okay. Am I meaning to poison you? That's it's a con. Is saving throw? Yep. Alright, I got a bitch twenty. Fourteen. Uh, 14. And if that fails, then I got an 18. Oh, wait, no, I don't need to be charmed. So, if you rolled higher than a 15, you will pass. Did anybody not roll higher than a 15? What'd you roll, Noah? 14. Uh, did anybody else roll, not roll higher than a 15? <laughs> I rolled a 14, but I took care of it. Um, I have an 18. You have a what? 18. Oh, um, well then I'm gonna use a flash of genius on Willow. Kind of like Willow goes to grab their cloak and pull it up over their mouth, but they don't aren't quite able to get it. So I reach up and just yank, eat it up over their mouth. Oh, I feel smarter now. You welcome. I didn't roll too good. Um, you guys will all take nine poison damage, except for you, Gardor, who are immune. Now, we open the round. What would you four like to do to steer towards success as you are cresting this mountain with this pack of wyvern behind you? Um, I'm going to turn around and with one of my actions, cast Conjure Barrage behind us. Alright, could I get... I don't know if that's going to do damage, but ignore the damage if it does. Well, I don't the care. Damage isn't too important. Honestly, you can take right those now. rolls if you want. Um, it'll be a twenty-four to hit. Yeah, although you can. Although it's a, it's a dex you, save, it's not a. But I mean, I guess if we're doing a skill challenge, oh, you might want to roll. Yeah, there's things. I'm just calculating. You can take the twenty-four then. Well, what level is that? Level three. Uh, yeah. Can yes. I get a spell roll with a plus three modifier? Okay, do you want me to use that the roll that I got through roll 20, or do you want me to roll in a new d20? Holy shit, roll 20 is working. Because it, it already counted in my intelligence I and proficiency to that 24. just take off proficiency. Okay, so it's a bitch 20 again. Bitch 20? That's a success. Right. How do you do? You want to describe it? Sure. Uh, this time, Balthiel uh, <laughs> turns around, and uh, his his arm or his hand flips off his wrist, and a little metal shoop thing just like splits into the ground, plants itself in the rock, and fires off a mortar that spreads up into the air, and then just rains shrapnel down on this horde of wyvern. Yeah, you're definitely hitting a number of them. Uh, you do get a success. Do you want to take a second action for your haste? Uh, can I hold that action to see what happens with the rest of everybody else's actions? You would have to declare a trigger. Oh. Um, if, if in the next round anybody missteps and falls off the side of the mountain, I have... Oh, I guess that's a reaction, so I could do that anyway. Um, never mind. I don't know. I'm not gonna...
Who's next? The uh, the closest wyvern to us is it within ten feet. Sure. Alright, I'm going to use an action to uh, do Fae Presence. Daily one, so just turn into a horrifying, beguiling Fae for a second. Try to scare yeah, the fuck out of you. Do a spell roll and add your proficiency modifier. Okay. Since it would scale for a class, well, you know what I mean? Yeah, uh, spell class features would at least grow. Yeah, in power okay. as the campaign goes on. Uh, it's a bitch twenty. Yeah, that's a, that's another success. So you actually see one near you, and you like do your screech and reel back, and you actually see a number of them clambering through Varus's illusionary rocks, kind of start scraping back up. Who's next? You guys have succeeded on this? Does Obviously, this four successes can double your amount of successes. So, who's next? Does this mean the one... I know you didn't roll a, uh, a spell um, a save, they but... Don't are have they don't have a skill challenge. Okay. Okay, 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 okay. That's all I have. Varus, I go to Yeah, Varus is going to do something a little weird. Um, as f okay, so how near can you describe the concentration of the wyverns? They there's around us. I mean, there's some descending from above. There's some descent like aerially. There's some ascending from below aerially. Some are clambering down the cliff towards you. There are a number of them flying in other directions based on some are frightened some have been hit by a barrage of bullets okay. um, you don't need to know near... what's near you what do you want to try to do it's a skill okay. challenge it'll probably work towards what you're trying to do you don't need to okay. find the precise thing for the situation know what I mean yeah I do <sighs> Yeah, I'm going to cast a uh, snare up okay. in front of us. Um, and am I able to, so use a cord or a rope. Am I able to... What's the cast? to one time? end of that? One minute. You say it's one minute casting time? Yeah, yeah you, don't, you don't have time to do that. Okay. And... Someone else go, because that was my cool idea. I was going to snare it and then ride it, and it was going to be dope. Yard Orby's intimidating, because this is bullshit. Um, what is it, still roll 20? Yeah. It's fucking hot garbo. This session brought to you by roll 20. Probably my PC. They're Every racist against Chris. Fucking... Every other website works just fine. Roll it's actually like a little like warm garbage for me, so I feel. Chris, give me ten seconds. Let's say Jed can just screenshot your character sheet for you. Ten steps ahead of you. Ten steps involved, and it's not a browser thing either. <laughs> for Jed, there's ten steps involved. 
<laughs> I figured it was like oh, you're back to the Chris. He works IT. But you expect me to do sprint train cap mm -hmm. like an adult? See you, Chris. Bye, Chris. Bye, Chris. Roll twenty just shut Rip down his whole desktop. Rip car door. Killed by roll twenty. He did say a character was gonna die in this combat. <laughs> yeah, I just sent. Ooh. I mean, you guys already succeeded on this round, so. Yeah, boss healing Willow. I will let. I will. I will just have Gardor help Jelly again. Uh, but you guys crest the mountainside. Uh, you begin to run through thickets of deciduous trees. Long, ancient vines are hanging. Tons of foliage. Um, these are hugging jagged um, peaks like jagged walls of stone here and there you can see the dark interior of a cave um one of these shallow caves that jelly was talking about jelly's gonna roll their survival it's a lot better than last round uh the dc for this round just got easier as jelly uh waves and you guys dive into kind of a ditch of undergrowth um, and she tells you all to stay low and begins weaving her way through the trees and you feel a gentle incline. Above, you can hear the scrapings and gnashing of wyvern crashing into the trees. The foliage above you. Foliage. Um, at the top of this round, a number of wyvern are going to break through or are going to attempt to break through the foliage and pounce on new four. Um, miss. So you guys are going low, trying to quickly and quietly, and you, there's just explosions in the undergrowth around you as these wyvern just maybe not realizing how short the distance from the treetops to the ground is, but Willow, what is your AC? AC is 19 now. Oh uh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> you're actually like, there's an explosion in front of you and you're like, oh, and you leap over the wyvern and keep moving at your brisk pace. Hell um, yeah. But yeah, they all miss their pounces on you. What would you guys like to do in this round? Uh, the wyvern behind us that are I'm assuming they're in, like, the foliage, the growth. Yeah, the four that plummeted shake their heads and are giving chase behind you now. On the okay, I'm going to use one of my druid um, spell slots to cast Entangle, uh, so as many as I can within a 20-foot radius. 20-foot uh, square, just starting behind me. Oh, yeah. Try to snare as many as possible. Can you give me your, your spell roll? Plus one. Okay, so... Uh, spell roll, um, since it's a druid spell, I used my wisdom. That's right. Okay. And then you said plus one? Yep. That's a uh, 14. They are going to cut through Damn. the vines that are starting to grow from the forest floor as you accrue a failure. Damn. Um, did you say how many of them specifically dive bombed us? That are, um... Um, one for each of you. Okay, um, so... 
at the three closest ones, I'm just going to pepper them with a couple of shots because I have two attacks. The first one I can get off two shots, and the second one I can get off another one more shot. Um, okay. So I'm just going to roll three attacks. Um, that haste could actually be saving you guys. So, let's see here. Um, sorry, I look at my modifiers. Okay, so I got a 29. That'll probably hit. Uh, a 19, and then a 16. You do get two good shots off. Two out of three. That's a success. Okay, do you want me to roll damage, or do we just... Nope. Uh, okay. okay. As it impacts giving chase, cutting through these vines, you turn. Two finding home, and actually one of them just drops to the forest floor. Uh, the, the three remaining following him. Oh! Varys, would you like to do anything? Can I yeah, Varys is gonna cat. So, are they coming from above or like chasing us from behind? They're everywhere, dude. Cool. I'm gonna There's cast three web. on the forest floor that you know of. I'm gonna cast web above us so that they can't dive on us. Sick. Um, <laughs> spell rules. So that's a straight 15, and then that's plus my intelligence, right? Natural 15? Yeah. And then that's spell success. attack bonus is 9, so 24. Yeah. Yeah. So you throw your arms up and just spraying this webbing through the canopy above you. Um, You can hear the impacts of more wyvern trying to crash through the treetops above you and getting caught thrashing in the webbing. Um, that is two successes for this round. Gardor, is there anything you would like to do, or do you need the scene? I need the scene. You guys, uh, you mounted the plateau that Jelly was leading you to, um, and you've, you've made it into a thicket of trees, deciduous trees hugging rock walls to your left and right, going through a narrow... Um, narrow ravine of these trees. Um, you kind of went low in the foliage, but the wyvern followed and persisted. There are three on the ground level giving chase to you guys. Um, Varus just threw webbing up into the canopy above you, and it's actually doing a good job protecting this swath, this stretch of trees as more wyvern just dive through and get tangled. Um, I would just like to say it was really hurtful that you said actually doing a good job. Yeah, well, most people don't think spiderwebs do a lot, but they do. So you're following Jelly through this spiderweb-filled ravine of deciduous trees. Um, dense canopy above you. You said there's a couple on the ground following us? Yep. Um, how far behind us? What do you want to do? Um, think less take about out, like the I want to take out my handy dandy mm -hmm. um, endless vial of water, <laughs> <laughs> and just shout geyser and spray as big of a puddle as I can on the ground. Just on the ground, or are you banging it? Um, you, like, so I, I want—I need this to be like a two-part thing. 
<laughs> okay, so well, I need to I need to account you... for some time. Okay. You can, prepare, you can definitely set something up for next round. Okay. Um, yeah, I spray it where I think I can cast a spell next round to uh, affect affect it. I'm gonna turn into a slip and slide. All right, we we shall see you next round. What happens? Uh, I think that's everyone. Uh, that's another successful round. You guys advance a little bit towards your goal. I will say, just for the sake of this, you do need more than three successful rounds, even though the, the grid isn't the best representation right now. Is it four? Okay, Papa. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Um, it's not very good again. It The difficulty did increase. And on this round... Dissuaded by the foliage... Or the uh, the webbing and the foliage, more gouts of poisonous gas is going to spread down through the trees, descending on you guys. You can actually see like the leaves wilting underneath. Can I get another round of Constitution saving throws? No tree. Come on. Nineteen. Fifteen. Twelve, but if I fail, it's a sixteen. <laughs> I got a seventeen. I'm sorry, what are we rolling? I've been reading some things I'm trying to do. Constitution saving throw. Matter, you're immune to poison. Oh, okay. Well. I think everyone's saved, so everyone other than Gardor... Let's, let's cut Gardor open and crawl inside him. Like Gardor's like, nap one. What are you going to do? Uh, you'll take 12 poison damage if you're not Gardor. Simply for not being Gardor. You're taking this damage. <laughs> and we open up our third challenge round. You make your way through. Jelly leads you guys. She actually holds Sauce for a second. Seems confused where she is, grabs whoever's nearest, and starts pulling you towards a uh, another cave. Um, you delve into this cave. Um, Am I still within sight of the large puddle I've created? The water. I also need to know how big this puddle is. Does it it say says geyser produces itself? 30 gallons of water that gushes forth in a geyser 30 feet long and 1 foot wide. I can tell you how big the the puddle is if I knew the antecedent soil moisture plus the uh, the. That's actually the what I was about to say. Um, <laughs> not that exactly, but you're on forest floor. You can create kind of like a swampy, muddy mixture, kind of like a mud pit situation. Yeah. Okay. Um, size wise, I couldn't even begin to tell you, but. For the sake of the skill challenge, details are less important. Intention is more important. Um, well, if it's okay. not freestanding water, then my plan's fucked. It's a mud pit. You can make some freestanding water, especially in a forest floor. 
Yeah, it's it's mud. It's not a swimming pool clear of water, but it's standing water. From the description of the spell I'm looking at, I need some form of. Chris, I'm saying water. you can do it. Okay. <laughs> do it. You said mud. That's not the same, okay? <laughs> yeah, but I said it's freestanding water for the purposes of what you're trying to do. Okay. Yeah, mud is, mud is water the same um, way Gatorade is water. But you're starting to run out. As a group, you're running towards this cave that Jelly has pulled you towards, but um, you all still have eyesight on the wyvern behind you. Now that you've gotten out of the canopy of trees, there are a number of some are leaping towards you out of the tree line from above. Some clamoring down the steep rock walls to your left and right. Um, round three, what would you guys like to do? Uh, my dragon illusion is still following us, right? Because otherwise, I don't. I'm not using concentration. I mean, it's up to you. I'm okay. I, I kept it the whole time. It's still there. I'm gonna buy the cave entrance. How? Big as the cave entrance. Can a wyvern fit in it? That's all I need to know. Yeah, they can follow you guys in. Okay, right, I'm gonna use my sized wyvern. I'm gonna use my um, ring of spells, starting to cast plant growth around the uh, cave entrance, make it rough terrain. Hopefully, have a branch like catch one of their ankles, ankles or something. Okay, yeah. Roll your spell. Spell attack or just spell? It's a spell roll. Okay. Okay. I was calling them spell attacks, but that includes your proficiency. So yeah, that's that's what confused. That's what confused another one. Okay, so this one's just plus five. that's a nineteen. As you're running through, you're like dragging your arms behind you, and just vines and shit are just erupted, erupting, following you. You feel like you just got enough cover on this thing. To make an impact, but as a player, that's one success. Fuck yeah. But you just started into the cave now, building this, closing off the entrance behind you a little bit. A little bit. All I have in that ring is now counter spell. Cool. We know there's two hexes I swapped them out. Never mind. Somebody else go. I'm waiting to see what Gardor does. Full transparency. Um, alright, I'm gonna need some, it's probably not gonna do much, I'm just trying to halt the ones on the ground chasing us, not halt, but, uh, help ensure your party's survival by doing Slow them down. I wanna cast control water on the large puddle that I've created. Give me a spell roll and add a four on top of it. I just realized my character is just poison ivy. Um, I don't know what my modifier. Well, I know it's wisdom, but I don't know what like the total attack modifier is. Well, assuming so it's an attack it's modifier. A, so it's just a d twenty with your spell modifier, and you get to add so the spell slot wisdom. level. Okay, so. 23. Two successes. Gardor, what do you do with your muddy puddle? Um, the however long, hopefully at least 20 foot puddle, I'm gonna pass control water on, and I wanna choose to make this freestanding water rise 20 feet 
and have it just like crash down in the direction of the pursuing wyverns. Much like a swampert in Sapphire and Ruby, you cast Muddy Water, and this just tidal wave of mud erupts up, catching the three wyvern. They get sucked into it, but also cascading up out of this tree line and catching a number from above, crashing them all just down. You just see their some of their bodies lifeless crash into trees. They sink. That's a that's another success. Um, oh, it says it remains elevated till I end the spell, so like as soon as it rises up to 20 feet, I just drop concentration. Were, okay. were there any wyvern on the ground that avoided this muddy water? No. Okay. But there are a number on the ground now. Um, kind of shaking themselves and starting to lope after you guys again. At this point, Gardor, you have passed the threshold. Um, ducking under... Willow's canopy into the cave. Your eyes begin adjusting to the dim light. I think uh, before I enter the cave, I'll just pop off another three shots at them. Alright. Uh, let's see here. That's going to be a 22, a 19, and another 19. You guys just got a... Um, I don't have a fancier name for it, but... You overcame this round. Uh, you guys advanced two places. Thanks. Double suck. Nice! You got a double suck. I think, I think Chris was saying thanks to Anna, but it sounded like he was saying thanks to Jen. <laughs> thanks! <laughs> thanks. <laughs> Anna brought me enchiladas, so... Ah, oh, nice! It's the Wii animation. Nice! <laughs> it's, three, it's three sucks for Chris. The turkey! <laughs> yeah, you guys advance two places, but I think some people do still have actions this round. Yeah. Um, Varys is just gonna... I don't know if I want to do that, because... Okay, uh, Varys is just gonna pull out his new sword, Flame Tongue, and uh, whisper command word under his breath. Just light it up as he as he backs into the um into the cave, kind of waving it in front of him, trying not to touch any of the plant life, but just thank you to intimidate some of the wyverns and keep them away. And you give me a. I'm going to leave it up to you. Can you give me a strength based or an intelligence based intimidation? God, they're both so good. Uh, whether um, just a display of your prowess over the arcane or your raw strength to just kind of fend off some of these. Yeah, the issue is they're both plus five, so I really don't know which one to pick. Then fucking um, roll. I think <laughs> I'm probably going to go with... You know, it seems like it was a really smart thing to do. Then I got an 11. As you guys lose your grand success oh. and only advance one. Yeah! Damn you. Possibly, you said you only rolled an 11? Yeah. You're like waving it and you actually accidentally ignite the plants and Fucker. the cave starts filling with this smoke because you guys are, you're ascending on the inside, but the smoke is just filling the cave behind you. Um, 
you're like it's coffee. Six, one. God. Danny Varus. Um, but yeah, you advance one round. Um, Jelly's gonna roll her survival check. It leads you in this new winding Joey. subterranean. You're now in a subterranean cavern. There's a lake far below you. Light, spill, gray light from the outside spills in through holes in the ceiling of the cave. This, uh, this species just got higher as she rolls a natural nine on her survival. Um, she slips and begins sliding down the rough steps. Um, wait, can I use my reaction to cast Featherfall on her? Or does it not yes, count? Yes, but she's it... technically touching the ground. Okay, never mind then. That's what I was gonna ask next. Yeah, she let she doesn't slip over the edge. Okay, never mind. Begins. She catches herself and starts sprinting, like around the bend of this underground caverns lake. Um, as she's doing this, and you guys give chase, you see the shadows of Wyvern through the holes. Um, and they're all going to pounce towards you. Gardor and Varys does a 21 hit, either of you. Not me. Yeah, just more impacts. One just crashes into the lake not far from you, Willow. But, yeah, they don't hit any of you. What would you four like to do? Um... There's more are spilling in from the holes in the ceiling. Flapping like bats now in this space. To cast Shape Water on the, um... Or no, that only does like five feet, doesn't it? Yeah. Then never mind. Who are are you casting it on? No one. Go to someone else. Okay. A cool idea. Um, remember, pitch me your cool idea. I can probably make it work. Don't yeah, worry about my AC on my character sheet to 24. I don't think I did. <laughs> yeah, I said, can you? That's my cool idea. I wanted my AC to be 30. <laughs> yeah, but... He said, cool idea. I'm just gonna fire off three Eldritch Blasts aiming for their eyes. Would I do this one as a spell attack? Um, this is going to be really hard to standardize down the road, I know, but Balthiel's making three attacks. You just make three attack rolls. Okay. Uh, can I stay blasting with my friend Willow? We watched yeah, them just plummet into the lake, and then we both just like, all right. <laughs> Shoot fish the fish, fish It's the actually more going to be... It's Why actually more bond? going to be you see each other and slam back to back. Just like spinning on the spot, you your companions see like these arcs of arcane and eldritch energy just shooting out. But yeah, I'll take I'll take attack rolls. That's um seventeen plus uh, twenty two and twenty four. You get one success, Willow. I got a twenty nine. A. 16 and a 12. Okay, so... Wait, fuck. 
I have a rifle, so my gun jams on twos, doesn't it? I'll say it jams after your third shot. That was my my third one was the two, was the twelve, so it was a two plus ten. Yeah, because um, Willow, you get enough impacts for a success for your party. Balthiel, you do not, and your gun is now jammed. But we still look really cool. You still do look really cool. You guys look good. Yeah. Oh my god, I have my character sheet. <laughs> Fucking miracle. I am not responsible. Wait, my character sheet's blank. <laughs> I fucking hate this website. Chris, it's, find out if blank. that new thing... Chris, I DM'd you the bulk of your character sheet. I had all the spells. Every single spell I, I imported. Chris, it's still here. Don't worry. Look okay, at your I found DMs. it. Okay, I got it out. It, it, it fixed itself. And you already went this right? right? I start panicking, I didn't have a planikin. Uh-oh. <sighs> one success, one failure, who's up? Come on, guys. Someone better than me. Todd... Todd already went and this remember, route, my idea depended on Todd. They followed us Ruined into the it. cave? Soiled it. Yeah, they, they started spilling in, because you're now in an underground cavern. The cave opened up to a cavern with like a lake in the middle. They're they're spilling through holes in the in the ceiling, and they're like massive bats above you guys, pouncing down at you. You just watch Willow. That takes and... a minute to cast. That's not gonna work. Um... And <laughs> just remember, DC's pretty high now. Jelly didn't do good. How big are the uh, loose boulders and rocks in this uh, in this cave? Can I get anything, say... They're big enough. At, like, medium... Medium, maybe? Medium rocks? Are you animating? Yeah. I'm definitely animating. I wanna animate five medium rocks to fucking chuck them at these wyverns. Oh, this yeah. is why we call him Good Roll Chris. Come on, Chris. Uh, let me roll. You're just chucking all five of them? Oh yeah, 15 plus 8 plus... plus 4 you said? Just on top of the... Are you doing just one bulk spell attack or spell roll right now? It would be all five, so what I'd do one for each... each animated object. I think that's probably the best way to go about all it. Alright, okay. Because so... that would at least keep the... Yeah, that would at least kind of keep Whoa. it. Yeah. So five D twenties. As you guys see our door down these steps, just start waving his arms. You see these large boulders igniting in golden energy as he just starts yeeting them into the space. But yeah, I'd say I'd give you five rolls. A lot of cool imagery this session. Those are my five rolls. Those are not bad, man. You get three successes, culminating in a success for the party. Like how happy Noah is about that. You yeet. (laughs) We're not dead. Yeah, no, you guys get... You've succeeded on the round after that. But Gardor, you yeet these rocks, you catch a couple... 
you impact some. Some get caught on the rocks and get dragged into the lake below, but just eat and stone, man. Varus, was there anything you wanted to do? I did, but last time when I had a cool idea, it uh, cost us a grand success. So the option exists for me to just help Jelly, right? Yep. You can offer the help action to Jelly. Okay, then I will help Jelly. All right. I'll hold my cool action for next time. I know you guys are doing. Guys are doing pretty good. So with advantage. The DC has lowered. Yeah. That last round, it was very high. Uh, But you guys do advance another. One, two, three, four. Okay, okay, okay. You have reached a point, and you begin a point in this cavern. You begin ascending, clamoring, clambering up stones. You're trying to just gain elevation up to another cave that you can see maybe a few dozen feet above you. Um, The wyvern are pouncing down on you. Um, There is a natural 20. Who would like to roll a d4 to determine who gets hit? I'll do it. Um, He did it. It's a three. The party watches as more wyvern dive down at you. In both of you, you see one plop down and crash in a shower of stone next to Willow, not far from you. You mm. sigh you sigh with relief as you feel claws catch into your back. Wait, 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 can I oh wait, it's a crit, never mind. Can you give me a strength saving throw? As you feel yourself begin to get pulled into the air. Whoops. Uh, yeah, it's not going to help even if I uh, flash of genius that. Uh, I don't think. Yeah, no. Strength saving throw? Yeah, no, it's not going to. Uh, that's a four. You guys see as Balthiel is lifted into the air by one of the larger of these wyverns and just taken up above you into the open air. The claws kind of in his shoulder and the back of his armor and he's waving rifle in hand. Oh Theo no. Um how next much, round. What how would much, you four like to do? Did I take damage or no? Uh well now that you mentioned it. Well, yeah. <laughs> but it, I just didn't know if we <laughs> We have homework uh, at the class. The point of the challenges are to you will take fourteen piercing. Key. So, is both Theo and the Wyvern kind of close-ish to us, because he was right next to us? So I'm assuming just, like, maybe 5, 10 feet up? Easily 20 by this point. They have, like, a 60-foot flying speed. Wait, how far away is both Theo and this Wyvern? 20 to 40, like, going at a diagonal away from you. I feel I might do something you might not like, but yeah, you guys it like work. it's kind of imagine it kind of like a cone. This cavern now, you guys are kind of ascending up towards a cave. Balthiel just got yeet, got grabbed, and is now like wait away from you guys. Wait, can I go? I, can I go first? Oh, okay. 
Okay, I was going to say. If none of you have an idea, to get both of you I have. I have an idea. I have something to pitch. I have an idea. Alright. Althea, what are you doing? Will you... Let me cast Vortex Warp on myself. What is that from? Because you showed this to me again. Uh, it might be... Oh, let me check. It might be Arthur oh, Arcana if you don't want to use it. Does another creature... That's why I was... That's, that's, why I, that's why I was saying it, it's one that you can see, and I was like, I can look down and see myself. But I have... If, if I don't cast... That's what I was going to say. If I can't cast it on myself, I'm casting it on the Wyvern. I don't know where this is from. Because I've never heard of the spell. Yeah, neither have I. What is this? What is this? It's on the it's on the wiki dot. It's from Strixhaven. It's Strixhaven. It's Strixhaven. You got you got lawyered. I don't I don't have the Strixhaven look. Yeah, no, I love Strixhaven. That's why I was just like, I this smells like Strixhaven. Um yeah, give me that spell roll. Plus your level that treasury of dragons books. So it's just a spell roll plus my intelligence plus the, the two and, plus two, yeah. And remember, slot. I understand your intention. So let's just see if you succeed and you tell me what happens. Okay. If Balthiel falls, I have a reaction. Okay, that's gonna be seventeen plus five is twenty-two. That's a, that's a success. Alright, so I'm gonna vortex warp this wyvern. Just. So we were saying we're climbing up a cliff, right? Have we reached. Do we, did they reach the top of the cliff yet? They're ascending. By the end of the round, they will be there if nothing tragic happens. Um. Okay, so then. Balthiel warps the wyvern to the top of the cliff. Okay. Does that mean that Balthiel just drops out of the sky? So you succeed. So what happens, Todd? Um, Balthiel, uh... <laughs> I would say if you failed, maybe something bad would happen, but... Balthiel throws out a gadget onto the top of the- as he's, like, being lifted up into the air, throws out a gadget on top of the cliff. It opens up, and this vortex, like, appears, and then he- his hand lights up, and he smacks the wyvern, and it just blinks out of existence, and then, like, like, reappears, like, teleports on top of this little, like, pad that he threw out onto the cliff face. Alright, you're still holding on? I'm still- I'm so- I'm still stuck to the wyvern. Okay, so I so I'm there with it. Um, all right, so that's one action. <laughs> that, yep. uh, my next action, what I'm going to do is, can I just do a strength check to try to get away, like ungrapple myself? Now you can try to just shove it off of you, or like pry its claws off you. Yeah, that's my plan, is just try to wrest myself away from this thing, in the confusion of being warped to the ground. Uh, I feel like I want to contest you, uh, so go ahead and give a it's either or an athletics. Alright. That's gonna hurt. Uh, <laughs> that's a, that's a crit fail. <laughs> uh, 
That's a shame because it rolled a four. <laughs> that sucks. Hey, if I do if I do a flash of genius, then I get a six, but it's still a crit fail, so I'm not. Yeah. So we're on a new round. You were the first to act. Uh, your contribution is now neutral. Okay. Um. So so. so I try to get away from it, but I'm just basically just writhing on the ground with this wyvern, and I'm like, kill it, kill it, kill it, just screaming kill it at my friends. Well, I mean, you get you get a success and you get a failure. I guess it does, they don't cancel out, they still both accrue. But yeah, you're wrestling this wyvern as your companions are cresting this, starting to run towards you. I, I'm just yelling, kill it, kill it, kill it, kill it, over and over again. I was going to do something really cool, that's cool. Uh, so... They're at the top of the cliff. How far away is that from us? Is it I within? Mean, you're, you're like cresting feet? a cliff. Okay. I'm getting so close to what? Who are they? What do you mean? Balthiel and the Wyvern. You have eyesight on the Wyvern. What do you want to do? Where are they teleporting us to? I'm gonna just from yeah. I'm gonna pop off three Eldritch Blast, just aim for its size. Just it's like okay. Get off my boy. Uh, sixteen. Uh, bitch 20, and 24. Two out of three. Uh, that's a success. Explosions of that, uh, Aurora Borealis Eldridge energy just shower you, Balthiel, as you just see the Wyvern just get buffeted off you, crash into the wall. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. For the party. Alright, since I think most of the spellcasting slash range stuff has already happened, um, Ferris is going to cast Warding Wind around himself. Oh, okay. Which I will drop into the chat so we can all see. Because um, I am really tired of these flying things flying at us. 10 foot radius. Um... Yeah, you can definitely go ahead and roll your spell. It deafens us? We're talking anyway. Uh, okay, it's just plus my intelligence? Intelligence and then plus two for your spell slot. Well, what did you roll, John? I think you cut out. Out of 20? Out of 20. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you just start repelling these wyvern that are swooping down towards you as this wind just engulfs you. Um, one, two, three, four, five. You guys enter the fifth increment. Um, you crest this cliff, dip into this crack in the wall, less of a cave, another cave entrance, more of a crack. You guys slide through. You're wedged in this very Star Wars garbage shoot situation. But you're just, you're sidling, you're sidling. You see light spilling in. You are... This crack opens up into a mountain top. It, you're not at the top of the mountain, but you're definitely getting, you're pretty close. But you can see the other islands in the distance, the soul wind. You like, this is a very beautiful scene. And then wiver around the corner and start screeching at you. But you spill out onto this mountaintop. No one's helping Jelly. She'll make her roll. She succeeds. This time, you see the wyvern 
they they don't go for you. You see them arc upward. And with like a sound like cars crashing on the freeway, they just begin dragging their spiked tails and claws against the rock face above you as this just shower of rock and debris begins falling on you. Can you four give me dexterity saving throws? Dex. My dex is so bad. 18. Shaving throw. Natural 20. 19. I got an 11. A 12. Alright. Uh, I... I'm going to use Flash of Genius on Varus as I crit to give him a 17. That you all pass. Uh, you each take 12 bludgeoning from falling hey. rocks and debris. But yeah, that Flash of Genius saved you, Varus. Um, if it didn't, I was going to use Arcane Deflection. New round, what would you guys like to do? Um, at this point, I will confidently say, uh, Balthiel, your haste has probably dropped by this point. Uh-oh. <laughs> I let I let you milk a minute for a bit, but... No, I just meant that that means Balthiel is now a sitting duck. Balthiel um, pulls you out of the way of the of most of the rocks, <laughs> and then just sits down. <laughs> yeah, and then just powers down. Beep-boop-boop. <laughs> I will give you your reaction for this round to try to make a... It's up to you. You can take the effects of the spell, or you can try to save from them. Is saving going to make the effects worse? No. Okay, uh, I'll try to save. Um, just a constitution saving throws as the wave of just, uh... You kind of struggle for a second to stay so, there. That's a 22. Yep. That's your reaction. Um, it just you can participate this round still. Yeah. Yeah. We live. Um, so we're gonna. What would you four like to do? We're in a clearing now, and wyverns are around us. Yes. Yeah, they're like. They're, it's kind of like a similar situation. They're flapping around you, pouncing down at you. Okay, I'm gonna, out of pure fear, desperation, something I saw in a book. I'm gonna pull my cloak over myself, and just suddenly transform into a bear. And as it's happening, it's happening, my major image is like dive-bombing and then disappears. It distracts him for a second, but then I just vanishes. No, Noah, you cut out a lot, and, and, and Jed's Shit. squinting his eyes, which tells me that he also missed half of what you said. So Noah, or Willow, you bring your cloak around you and you turn into a bear. Yes. Did you, have you been maintaining concert, concentration on your... I have, so that's what I was about to say. So, like, Nothing else I've done required concentration, but as I do that, the concentration drops, but the last action of the dragon is to just, like, dive bomb and then disappear. Can you check major image to see if you can use an action to move it? Okay. Yeah, that's a good question, because I thought it was just, While like, 10 minutes. An action. Oh, I, I have to move it with an action, so never mind that, it just fucking... Wherever it was at the beginning, ten minutes ago, it just goes. So, are you just gonna wild shape? Yep. Okay. Um, I would say that's more like augmenting yourself. So, no success or fail, but you gain some benefits in some yeah. capacity. 
is since it's a combat law shape, it was a bonus action, so I'm just going to use my action to charge at one of the wyverns that's right. dive bombing. I I forgot you're a level two now. Yeah, boy. You could First still time. move the image. Uh, no, I want to use my action to run at a wyvern that's dive bombing and just like multi attack. Yeah, go nuts, go off this. Okay, so two plus five, so you don't need damage, do you? Um, nineteen and. 17. Those will both just hit. I'll, I would say that's a success. So I'm just roaring ferociously and just trying to get them to fuck off. Oh, yeah. Y'all just saw, saw, uh, saw me turn into a bear for the first time. What the fuck? We're all very unimpressed. We're like, ah, it seems like something Willow could be able to do. <laughs> seems like Willow should have been able to do that since Birmingham. Yeah. It's is it Willow a changeling? Shouldn't be able to change into things? Like, you guys are just it. analyzing this as Wiver just around you. We stop. We totally change our, our mood. These Wyverns are just lemmings. <laughs> just yeeting themselves at the ground around you. Um, who still has some things to offer this round? Um, can my action just be to maintain concentration on my uh, warding wind? I don't think that's an action. You don't have to do an action to do it. I got attacked, so I mean, I have to do a concentration roll anyway, don't I? Did you? Uh, you took yeah, well, damage. Took damage. Yeah. yeah, so I think you just have to beat a 12 or a 10. I have advantage because of Warcaster. Oh, yeah. Anyone else concentrating? No, but I haven't done an action yet. I got it. Gordor. I say that as I don't know what I want to do. Oh. <laughs> Actually, I didn't hear John if you... What was your... Con okay, you still have concentration. Did you want to do anything? You have you have some, some very vague buffs. Very vague buffs. Vague. Vague buffs. Like, you have your explicit effects, and then whatever is convenient on successes or failures for me. Yeah. Um. You also see a cute bear. Also, I see an adorable bear. Um. I can't really he do says, this shit, why am I up here? The man leaves. <laughs> you see what I did there? <laughs> oh. Um. Uh, has Baltheo gone yet? Nope. I'm gonna pull. I still have artillery art, artillery shells in my um, inventory. I'm, I'm gonna pull it out and throw it in the air and just shout pull. Uh, I I make an I make an attack roll. Wait, no, my gun's jammed. jammed. <laughs> but you do have a spell that uses ammunition as a ass i was trying not to do that um all right i pull out one of my bullets that i haven't used in a very long time my actual real bullets i load it in well that's not gonna no, work no no i'm saying he tosses the shell yeah, out i just use the bullet as the material component i know um so yeah i'll i'll i'll, I'll cast contra barrage i really hope we don't have any combat at the top of this hill guys because good lord I am not doing great. Are you great. casting it on your bullet or the artillery shell? 
Oh, well, I mean, just, he, he threw it, so I can't, I have to touch it, right? I don't, it's your spell, do you want to drop it? Just, because it's, it's supposed to be from, from me. So what I was thinking was that... For this, I'd say you can use it, because I just really wanted to see this the moment I put artillery shells on the airship. I, uh, so I'll cast Conjure Barrage then. Um... So you can make your spell attack or your spell roll with advantage since you're getting help from your companion. So you're shooting at the artillery shell. And Thank God down. that was advantage. So I got a I got a one and a sixteen. So uh, it'll be plus my intelligence, right? So twenty one plus three you, is yeah. You begin to train it. You pull the trigger, and you're like, "That's right." And then you put your hand on it, and your hand you know, disassembles into it and you see the magical energy and you see it just coalesce. Um, Are we like in any sort of turn order? No, I'm just trying to find music I want to play at this point. While I'm on the back of the, the big bear, I'm just like, I roll over onto my back on the bear's back and I'm just trying to fix my gun. I'd say I, that that check. I mean, it's a Tinker Tools check, so as long as I don't won this, yeah, 12 plus fucking something else. 13, so 25, yeah, I think I fixed my gun. Yeah, you succeed. Um, Jelly leads you around another bend. And you begin to crest the top of this mountain. Ferris, your home spills out below you um, beneath a blanket of clouds. In the distance, you can see the different sectors of the city. You all kind of take a moment to take in that sight. And you ascend a set of stone steps to the very top of this mountain where you find three standing stones covered in moss, each adorned with a precious stone at the top. And not far from these three standing stones is a dead birch tree. Uh -oh. Jelly says the prophet awaits the enclave's aid. He has stated that the enclave will know what to do next. Good luck. And she begins to she doesn't take the steps. She actually just starts sliding down the mountain face stuttering here, leaping to another surface, descending some vines, sliding some more uh, before she begins to disappear from sight. She really just let us all up here just to go back down? She has never seemed up for this. She doesn't... I didn't really get a lot of time to flesh her out with you guys, but she did not like you. Ugh. She didn't want to do this job. She thought you guys were a liability from the start, but Jacorin requested she do this, so she did it. I'm gonna 
shimmy Balthiel off my back gently, but, you know, forcibly. Makes sense and that Balthiel wouldn't pick up on that, though. Revert back to changeling form. Balthiel obliges and just sits on the ground. I just kind of look down at my hands my cloak and just like, what the fuck? Can we take a break? Hell yeah. That's in character. Yeah, I'm out of almost everything. I'm I'm ready for a break. Let's take a short rest so I can get all my shit. Back. Yeah, things hurt. Anna, you guys are really good. Does Dardor just see like everyone like coughing and shit from all that poison? I'm just like, man, I feel great. <laughs> Bitch, I feel great. You hear Envy's voice in here? Well, honey, you should. Shut the fuck up, Envy. Yeah. I say in my head. <laughs> hey, artificers are supposed to have 1d8 hit die, but my character sheet just says 1d4. You should fix that. that. That's not even any class. I know. I thought I picked up a healing spell. Hold on, I can change it. D8. No, I picked a spare the dying. A core memory. Memory. Alright, well, I'm gonna use a two hit die and also get all my shit back. That is three, eight, and eleven. I have. Just got my wild shape back. Hi. Everyone's everyone's taking a break, and I, I'm going around to everyone, like, as I barely was hurt and only expended some energy. <laughs> I'm just, like, I'm making sure everyone's everyone's good and seeing how I can help. Thanks for I've hit die, and I'm healed up. You can pour some water out of your big old water jug. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely, Actually. yeah. I pull out my decanter and uh, I'm like, shit. Where do I where, where do I put this? Um, uh, <laughs> I, open I, your I, mouth. <laughs> I mean, I'm imagining that we all have water skins, but you, you're still pouring way too much water to fill them all, so we're all just getting like damp. For the record, if you do try to waterfall it into Willow's mouth, it's very windy up here. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> it'll all fall into the wyverns below. I'm not gonna lie, though. I was waiting for Ballfield to conjure a barrage of artillery since the airship. <laughs> well, so I have a question about that. The thing is, is that, like, if it was... I understand the skill check. It's more about, like, the theatrics of it and what mm -hmm. we do but for instance with that if i just did a i mean it would be a cool visual but it still does the same amount of damage so it's not like it's the yeah. same and, amount of damage no matter what and you gotta help action out of it yeah from varus but and i get it i took the literal definition of, of control water like i mean a puddle and i was like it's a freestanding water <laughs> Just go off. 
I need to be careful. I burned a lot of spells. This always happens. I'm like, I'm, I'm gonna be more careful with my spells this time. And then Jed's like, yeah, sure, use another Conjure Barrage. I'm like, god damn it. I'm getting all my spells back. Because short rest, except for my Druid spell. I need to remember that. Spells back on... Oh no, it's a special class thing to get them back on short rest, right? Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's Warlock. Don't wizards do that too, though? Get spell slots back on short rests? I don't know enough about wizards. They get arcane recovery. Yeah. Arcane recovery, they yeah. Can use once a day. And get back to. Oh, it's fine. I only used to. Great. Yeah. You should feel lucky that I haven't made you take nearly as many short rests as I could, because I always need short rests. The wind. Eh, I'm not going to bother. Well, he just needs to sit down and smoke a bit. Guys, get a breather. Some of you resting beneath the shade of this dead birch tree. Some of you with your backs leaning against these standing stones. But you catch your breath and you stand up and you begin to take in um, these standing stones. Um, they are arranged in a triangular pattern. Much of them are covered in uh, moss and lichens that have grown over time. Um... There is a glint of light from each of them. A very faint, small, like, pinprick of light as if from a centralized source on each of them um, on their surface, but covered by debris. Trying their pattern. Um, they indicate, like, an entrance to, like, a temple whenever Jelly was here. No, she just said the Enclave would know what to do. Oh, okay. Um, they are in a triangular pattern with a round stone circle in the center. It's like, yep. Dun, 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 dun. The stone circle is like, is it on a pedestal or is it inset? Am I thinking of a circle in the wrong way? Is that just like how you're describing the pavement? It's pavement. Okay. I'm going to sit in the middle and ritual cast divination. Okay. Uh, you throw out your you throw out all your joints. You ex deduct twenty five gold from your purse. Okay. Which, by the way, guys, I'm that flexible. All right. Well, who are you reaching out to? Uh, the hot blue lady that I saw that whose name I didn't get that time, but I think is saying because of. Yep. Forces guiding me to this moment. So you close your eyes. You guys watch as Willow takes a seat in the middle of the these three stone standing stones. They flip up their hood and pull out the tome and set it in their lap. And they just head down, covering all their features. Willow, you do this. You say some Willa, what do you say to reach out? This isn't one of your questions, but as you're as part of this casting. Mm-hmm. Um I wanna sound fancy while doing it, so I guess I'll say uh seek the guidance of the moon. Um, you look up and night has fallen all of a sudden, and the silver light of a moon spills down in front of you. And you see your shadow being cast towards this birch tree. 
and it just begins to grow and grow and grow, and you realize a figure is standing behind you. Without turning around, I say, um, good night, I guess. What guidance do you seek, Moonchild? This place, this is your... This is yours, no? The Moonweaver? I am, but I don't believe that's why you've called me here. And it is. No. What guidance um, do you seek? We need to close this air current that's in this in this city portal, this rift. You must keep it safe and cleanse it if needed. But what is your question? If we were to take on um, Prudence and the Calendales, would that help with the war against Sarov? The Kalendale family and their servants serve the Uniter. To oppose them could weaken his hold here in the material world. Okay, and that's all I can that's all I can ask. That's just one. Alright, cool. You feel your head and you look up and it's once again day, and your companions are seeing you kinda come to after not not too long. Guys, I think we gotta Go fuck up the Calendales. I'm, I'm very down with that. I think that's our best course of option. Uh... From your seated position, you see a small bit of druidic on one of these standing stones, partially covered by moss and lichens. That actually was going to be my next question. Um, <laughs> if I look around at the other standing other if I uncover bits of moss... You're able to uncover, just scraping them all. You find the three standing stones, each are embedded with a precious stone. One a blue sapphire, one a red ruby, and one a yellow diamond. They angled in any particular direction? Like, do all three kind of all the gems, all ge All the gems point inward towards the center of the circle. Uh, the gems are they're inset in the stone. Can you only see them from one side? Yes. Of the stone? Okay. They're small, like a coin. Yeah. I'm gonna point this out to both of you. Yep. What did the druid what did the druidic say? Can you give they are names that you may or may not recognize? Okay. Well I mean that kind of gave it away. They don't make sense to you. Can you give me a history? Also, for some reason, I was under the impression that divination was like commune. Big silly. That's going to be a 12. I was very intentional to not give you commune. Yeah. What was it? I read the wrong spell. It was 12. Um, I'm going to whisper what you read, though you don't know what it is okay and these are three different things that you read what did i write down before? oh it was just that uh if we're gonna be here for a minute i can set, set up a ritual and see if these things is magic you guys are okay that with means. that can i spend 10 minutes cast detect magic ritually 
Yeah. Focused on the uh, this circle and the gems that um, Willow found. There are so the circle and the standing stones. They all radiate like divine magic. So like the um, the natural magic of the world and the gods. Um, there are remnants. That's like the core aura that you're getting off of them. But you notice they're just under like the lens that you view magical auras through. You can see faint remnants of evocation. Very faint, like marring marks on the stone that you only see through your divination. Um... Okay. Uh, so there's some really powerful divine magic here, but it's I also there's some sort of like evocation aura associated with it, like traces of it, almost like I get the sense that like someone tried to tamper with this. Or, or did. I don't know if it was successful or not. Um, does any part of it, like, look physically damaged? The stone themselves, they're largely whole, but they're worn by erosion and wind, and... You can give me an investigation. Okay. Uh, be big. Big ups. Twenty-seven. It's a twenty-seven. Are you focusing your search? Are you focusing your investigation on one or all of these stones? Um, I was kind of focusing my search on the areas that I like noticed the evocation, like the remnants of evocation magic. On the stone embedded with a sapphire, you find more, relatively more erosion than the other two. On the one with a ruby, you discover what at first you took as indents. They seem to be blackened impacts with lots of spidery cracks going out from them. So, extra erosion sapphire, tiny indents filled with glass I on put, the ruby. I put notes in uh, the general chat of what you said. Okay. Um, just for... I was paying attention. Um, so, Balfiel sees these minor blemishes yeah. Can I spend some time trying to cast mending on these different spots in these gems? Uh, yeah, you can, uh... So you're just trying to, like, kind of correct the blemishes? Yes. You can spend, you can spend some time. It would take a very long time to get everything. But... I'm gonna... 
go to the the ruby one. Um, that's the one with glass. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah. In general, ruby has small indents with pools of glass, yeah. and I'm talking like tiny. Like we're talking about like beads of glass in these oh. little. So I'm not going to interact with the glass yet. I'm just going to say um, the the word that's on the ruby stone, but I'm going to say it under my breath. Just seeing if it does anything. No. Okay. No response. Does anybody have anything reflective? Uh, you mean like my whole body? I yeah. Say, I say well, while I'm mending like the stone. Feel? I'm going to angle both heel with the sun so it bounces off and shines into one of the stones. Say the ruby. Um, nothing happens. The rest of you guys, you can also see this like scrawling of druidic across the face of each stone. Um, beneath what's scratched into the surface in the druidic runes is directly below each precious stone that's embedded in the standing stones. And you guys also watched me uncovering the moss and all. Uh, does nothing appear to be happening as I'm continuing to cast mending on these bots? You're, you're able to fix, like, the little the little blemishes. Um, in the distance, you guys hear the faint of what you assume as the large green beast that departed previously. Uh, like, very far distant, but you hear it again. Balthil just kind of sighs and takes a step back and is like, I did all I could. I'm not entirely certain we're going to be able to... I don't know what else to do here. I'm going to take out Balthiel's notebook and just write the three words that I saw for them. It's Ifrit, Rama, and Shiva. Just like, these mean anything to you? They mean something to Todd. Um... <laughs> I mean, they mean something to me, too. Huh? Uh, is there a certain... So, are these... I, I don't know. The, the 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 words that you're seeing, are they written on this tablet somewhere? On this circle somewhere? Um, I'm going to point to each one. Uh, Ruby is... You wrote them in order. Why do I have to keep changing fucking tabs? One, is... for each, one for each stone. Right, but, but which different. ones are which? Ifrit is Ruby, Rama is Diamond, Shiva is Sapphire. Well, um, uh, okay, I'm gonna go... Both you'll do it after you get uh, that information. I, I'm gonna go a little, a little wild here. Um, I just grip the stone that holds the, the diamond in it, and I'm gonna cast Shocking Grasp on it. Alright, Todd. As it ignites in yellow light, and you see that, not that light, up into the sky... And oh. now, now one of them is ignited and shooting up like a beacon. Sorry, is that too so, much metagaming? If Balthiel did 
Balthiel, with your extensive knowledge, you recognize these names as lesser beings of ancient religions associated with different elements. Hey, Balthiel read a lot of books about celestials. <laughs> um, but as it ignites, you hear a louder roar of this distant, draconic being. Oh, fuck. In my, uh, in my readings of lore... Uh, Ifrit is a being of fire, and Shiva is a is a being of ice. Does anybody have any spells that match these descriptions? Doom, doom, quick. We have a decanter. Hey, what was the other one? We have a decanter that spells out water. Can anybody turn water into ice? Is fairy fire technically fire? No, I, mean, I have tons of I have tons of fire. Spells. I, I've got hit hit that oh. ruby with a fire spell. The ruby with the fur. Eris is just gonna put his hand on the ruby and cast burning hand. I mean, this just is what I was kind of thinking ever since there were, there yeah. were scorch marks on the ruby. Yeah, ignites in red light and the beam goes up. Uh, now that. Now that these two have ignited, you see like an orange aura beginning to form in the center of this circle, stone circle in the center. Who can do cold things? Which, I don't um, have a dagger. You actually can see this. Now from this distance, you identify as an adult green dragon heading towards the peak of the mountain. Up. <laughs> Ascending towards you. Quick, I need a dagger. Someone. I have a crossbow arrow. I need anything non-magical. Give me, give me the bolt. I wanna, I wanna cast elemental weapon on this bolt, and I choose cold. I wanna slam the bolt against the the blue gem. It sparks with blue light. It ignites and begins to falter. As the roar gets louder, the blue hits the orange and begins swirling into this vortex. And you see this almost like cracking glass. You hear the sound of like cracking glass, but it's like deeper and resonates in your bones a little bit. It's uncomfortable. And a white light begins spilling out from it. And it begins to widen and widen. And as it does, you just see this figure. Large and winged shadow falls over the four of you as this adult dragon roars out towards you and begins arcing its neck back. This crack widens into what looks like some sort of portal. In. Uh, it's in there or dragon, so yeah, I'm going in. in, in. You see acid spilling from the corner of its mouth. Yep, in, in, in. And uh, I I go last. In 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 in. in, in. in, in. I'm, I'm not showing everyone else in if they're going in. 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 Indian. And then, as this wall of green acid just begins spilling towards you like a tidal wave, Varys or um Gordor, you all get the sensation of just being someone grabbing your spine. And just pulling you. We get yoinked. Flashes of light. Flashes of light. You feel your feet impact on solid ground. Um, Your eyes begin to adjust to the dim light. 
you find yourself in likely what was once a great entrance hall of a noble house. Much of the walls are filled with empty and un empty or unkept bookshelves. Their contents spilled out on the ground in front of you. Some of them have been stacked into w some weird organization that makes no sense to you guys as you look around. Um, you can see furniture under some of the books. Light spills in through stained glass windows, all kind of cracked and shattered in places. And much of this space is overgrown with vegetation. Like cracks or uh, roots and trees breaking in through walls. Uh, some of the stained glass windows have trees. It's a very interesting sight. Varys, you recognize you're in your you're in the main entrance of your home. Just long, long, unkept and uncared for. And as this realization kind of washes over you, there's a some books fall, and you can see just a gray fox, a very small gray fox, like peering out from behind a a stack of books. I'm gonna use uh, my free beast speech and just say, "Greetings, fox." It cocks its head at you. Oh, no. good boy. Doesn't seem like it can it doesn't seem like it understood you. Like, I don't think that's a real fox. Yeah, do I have any memory of is this like a childhood pet or anything? No, you would not. Okay. Before we go any further, I think Varys is gonna first kind of like shakily kind of like lean against one of the walls. Just... I knew, I knew it was real. I knew it was real. This, it was real. This is my home. Welcome... Welcome to the Galadol Manor. It's a dump. Are you sure you were a noble? What the fuck? I love this okay. place. This vibes. Did, did not look like this. What? was distinctly less um green back in my day. Well look it looks better now. Okay. Why is it here and not in the graveyard? Now you're asking the questions that I want the answers to. But we found parts of your house in the graveyard. How is this like a ship of Theseus type situation? Yeah at what point does it Become the house I knew. Yada yada. Yeah. Um, I don't know. All I know is, at least this what we're seeing. I know. I know. I remember. What if yeah. the house tries to embarrass his dad? There's a thought. Um, I don't know what the fuck that fox is doing though. Um, it's a fox. Oh, uh, it's not a real fox. It didn't answer me. Or it's a rude fox. There's your two. How many rude foxes uh, do you know? There's also uh, four. I know a lot of. 
Okay. I know a lot yeah. of fun. Alright, so it's Name low. Every low chance. one of them. Low there's a, there's a, there's uh, a non-zero chance that this is all an illusion, which is why you couldn't talk. Oh. I'm not putting that. This was an illusion. Oh, Wouldn't we have just gotten hit by a wall of acid, though? Context clues. Could have been teleported into an illusion. I don't know. Is your tech? Yeah. Can I? Yeah. Do, can I um, investigate? See if this seems to be my actual childhood home. Um. No check needed right now. You do look around. Um, this is the main entrance hall. There are um, maybe about f probably four doors off this. Five, including the grand entrance, which is two large oaken doors with, you know, like the metal ring handles. Oaken oh, shield. There's nothing here that isn't indistinguishable from a surface level. Surface level scan, yes, but you can go ahead to make your investigation for beforehand. Okay. Okay, that's 28. You're looking around, and every detail is here. Nothing is spared, and you reach the entrance, and you pull the door open with a creak. It opens inward, and you have this weird sensory realization as you look behind you and you see light spilling in through the stained glass windows. But as you look out the entrance of your home, just a sea of stars. Sea of fallen stars. Oh! Hard cut. But you, like, look down, <laughs> it's just a sea of stars below you. As soon as you look over the threshold, you can lean out. You feel like it's rel it's noticeably colder as you lean forward. What I can tell, this is my house. I don't know where we are. I don't know how this is possible. I don't know how it happened. But I'm finally back home, and it's real, and I'm here. That was it's some... just kind of like really deep. Now relief. He doesn't like this place. Like something akin to that. You put your house in a mountain. One of the doors creaks open and you see a gray fox's tail vanish. Slink around the corner of it. Oh, so we're following the fox, right? I have to figure out what the fox says. Oh, goddamn. Um. I'm just gonna, still using beast speech, just slowly walk after him and just say, Hey, Mr. Fox. I'm wondering if that dragon was put there to protect this, or if it's just a coincidence that that dragon made this mountain its home. I think we're in a different plane right now, though. I don't think we're in Kansas anymore. I'm inclined to agree with you. So nobody built a house in a mountain. That's... That'd be good real estate. I'm following the fox 
Gently. We're not, like, grinning after him. How gently? Uh, like, are you soft... sneaking after it, or are you just kind of walking? No. Soft five. Walking. Alright. I'm fine with this. I was about to say, if you're, like, going slow, I'm just gonna be like, no, I wanna follow it. No, we're just calmly walking after the boy. Yeah. Push the door open. I, I agree. Good pace. You gingerly push the door open. And, Varys, you know that your dining room should be here, but you find what looks like a large subterranean room. You're all hit with this smell of brimstone and an orange glow kind of emanates from everything around you. There are jars of pickled salamanders just you see a be numerous beakers with just like fire that flicks angrily looking around as you see like minute elementals kept in these jars and in each corner there's what is very obvious to you as um Planar tears. Oh. Not full, not full blown rifts, but planar tears. I know that um, I've said that my family's really weird, but this is not. This is weirder than our normal interior decorating. This, this is supposed to be like a, like a dining room table there. Yeah, we believe you. Some fancy decor. Gardor, didn't you uh didn't you close one of the planar tears that we came across? I did. Think we can do that again? But like eight, eight so. more times? I I hope so. I mean I've only become, I think, more capable since then. Um I essentially just like sanctified the last one. I Yeah. I'm sure if we start closing these, whoever, if there's anybody here, whoever's here will make themselves known. <laughs> we'll plug those holes. But what if we're just doing a favor for them? Like, what if it's a dick and they want us to close? You mm -hmm. noticed? Well, we want that too, so then they're a friend. Fair. Consider this. You begin to notice that these rifts are a little different, or these tears are a little different. Um where the one you experienced long ago in England seemed unstable and kind of un unchulating and very organic. These are more like crystalline, like just these orange fiery crystals. They seem solid and inert, but they rotate slowly. And on the ceiling and on the floor, you see like a ring of gold metal. I step inside the ring of gold. Oof. They're tiny. Oh. Does anyone yeah. know uh, reduce porn large? <laughs> <laughs> uh, as you get near one of these, Willow, um, it is substantially warmer in this space. Ooh. Kind of like rubbing my hands because they're cold from the mountain. I'm um, going to prance around to the other 
golden ring to see if they're warmer too. And like where the warmness is concentrated. There's a creak of another door and a swish of another tail. Ladies and gentlemen, we got him. You want to keep following the box. Well, we know we know which room has the planet terrors. So we can always just come back. Yeah, this is the planet terror room. This is planet terror room. Standard in every manner. Did you say, did you say there was jars of yeah, salamanders? You, you want me to wait on this, right? Jars of various creatures that you identify are are native to the elemental plane of fire. Salamanders being one of them, and very small fire elementals in some other jars. There's a whole <laughs> list of whole ass salamanders in jars. How big are these jars? No, they're not whole ass ones, but small these salamanders or the wormlings. I think they're called fire drakes. That's what they're called. Newts. Um, does this look like? Does this room sort of look like some sort of like? scientific study like a lab of sorts yeah it's more of a lab or some sort of research all right well when uh varus asks out loud i'm just kind of like i think someone was like researching these creatures for some reason anybody in your family into those kind of pursuits science and such what if the fox is varus's dad and ask him he was experimenting with salamanders. Dr. Professor Fox. Mr. Fox. Those are both gender neutral. Very good. Um, yeah, do I do I ha have any... I, we haven't really delved into Varys' memory of his family too much. What you um, know, what you, th what you believe you know of your father is he is a capable arcanist. He specialized in conjuration, as well as abjuration. Um, the summoning of things, the dispelling, and the containment of things. Uh, you know that he served... You guys were minor nobles, but he served um, families on the crust. Like the shadow fucking elf. Super rich nobility that live at the top of the city. He served them in some capacity. That much you believe is what you recall. Um, no one... An interest in planar things doesn't ring an immediate bell for you. Yeah. Um... No, long story short, well, no, yeah. I don't know anyone. I also don't know why my fucking house is in the middle of the sky. So let's go find some answers to roughly the four million questions I have. I'm just going to sidle towards the door and just be like, Fox? I'm pretty sure I can turn into a fox too. It's going to pull out my book and leaf through it and not... You're not allowed out. to try and have sex with this fox. <laughs> that's, that's not where I was going. As we're leaving the room, Balthiel gives the exact number of questions that Varys has asked since the beginning of the campaign, and it's not four million. So you've asked 386 <laughs> questions. <laughs> <laughs> I like... 
I, I have sex with humanoids, okay? As a fox? No. He completely ignores that and he's just like, you know what? I'm kind of flattered that you keep a track there, bud. Yeah, no problem. Uh, but I'm talking to you, talking about Theo. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Both of us are standing between them, looking at them. Cardor, I didn't know yeah. I could turn into animals, so I don't know how the attraction thing works there. I mean, I don't know either. Don't ask me, just because I'm a minotaur. You're humanoid. You're cute. You're cuter than Barris. We're gonna have words. When I'm, I'm sorry. Acting this trauma. Just nods and looks back towards <laughs> the door where the where the corner, whatever where the fox was. And... Oh, so fox. He, like, he like wants to go towards it. Fox, fox. So fox. You, you guys want me to wait to think with this portal, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, you might. We we should. Uh... These look different than the other ones we came across. We should, we should, um, yeah, <clears throat> figure out what's going on here with this fox. Just gonna walk through the door. Just like I have fox snacks. Fox and socks by Dr. Seuss. This next room is not too different from the previous one, but instead of orange, things are tans and khaki. Um. The rifts in the corner of this room are the same crystalline shape, very stable, very, but they glow with a greenish, kind of like an olive drab green color. Um, many precious gems are littered around the space. Ooh. So, fire, earth? Are we going to go find the water and air? Uh, rooms next. Oh my god. Ferris, how big is your house? I mean, I did say we were a noble family. You guys kept doubting me, but... Should yeah. we kind of... Wait, did we? Kind of medium big deal. These aren't, like, grand rooms. They're... Oh, fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> like, the first one was very nice, just shitty. But these ones are kind of, like, Decent-sized labs or studies. Balfiel is over by one of the shelves inspecting these gems with his new, like, jeweler's magnifying glass, and he's like, uh, Barris, should we rob your own family? These are kind of... Absolutely. I just kind of say, woof, thank God, as I already have 20 gems in my pocket. <laughs> yeah. Are there any precious stones here that I find worth pocketing? In this room, especially so, I can flesh that out later. Okay. But are you guys greedy? Are you kind of just pocketing some nice ones? Are you... Balthiel, since he's inspecting them, is specifically looking for the nicer ones. I don't. I can't I'm speak like, for Willow. I'm not, like, tearing the place apart, but if I pass some that are there, I'll just be like, oh, nice, and then pocket them. Or you them just, just like them. them? You're just like, yeah. oh, it's opal, dibs. Oh, it's an amethyst. I'll Love it. Guys, I'll give you guys some values. I feel like it. But yeah, <laughs> you get you guys get some gems. Another creak of a door. Fox! And I just take off in a light jog after him. Next room. Similar to the last, but more grayscale. Um, you notice these crystalline 
portals, they do kind of emanate. You can feel air flowing, brushing around them. Um, lots of small birds kind of finding homes in the surfaces. You can see a couple of nests here and there and like the gaps in the bookshelves and some of the jars are tipped over with small babies crawling out of eggs here. But it's... definitely a room dedicated to the plane of air. I think okay, you're honest so... here, Willow. Uh, the, the room that I assume is the plane of fire, did that feel less powerful than these two previous rooms? No. Okay. But after like seeing the three, you notice that while all, everything seems contained in these crystalline sort of rift or the tears, you realize it didn't feel weaker, but the light emanating from the rifts seemed darker in the realm of fire. Any changes now in that you've compared? Yeah. yeah. Any changes in the stability of the rifts, seemingly? Nope. They're all in these golden rings, kind of the ends of the crystalline tips ending as they slowly... And last question. Um, I'm just kind of kind of say this out loud, it's just like, we're in um, Limerick for the air rift. Is there anything different about this room? Other than, like, the gusts of air? I was gonna say, it's it's largely the gusts of air. Okay. Which one might be important? I'm just looking around for the fox at this point, it's just like, crazy. Just, like, standing with a sign, what do you think? As it <sighs> creaks open another door. <laughs> Turns into a Looney Tunes ass world. Uh, let's, uh. I'm walking through. Evidently, the water room. Many fountains decorate the space. But what really draws the attention of the party is in one of these fountains, almost drawing some power from the nearby rift is a large, almost like grapefruit size, opalescent pearl of shades of blues and greens that just seems to emanate the, the smell of the sea and condensation mm. seems to spill off of its surface into the fountain around it. Hmm, we're in the sea, I hope we find a shard. Or... Reminds me of home. What what were these four rooms back when you guys, you know, had the lease on this place? Were they still four labs? Were they done? It's like the architecture I'm slapping a wall seems sex dungeon. Uh, first off, you owned it outright. How dare you assume it was leased? You got a great deal. Um, oh, so you're so taxes like a fucking rube anyway it's it's familial wealth passed down through the generations okay get your facts straight second off the first one we walked through so we came out of the dining room okay obviously we had our foyer that's what we served entertained the guests between the dining room and our second dining room let's have a second dining room for dessert 
third one was the wine cellar, which you'd think, wow, why is the wine cellar later on the house? No, no, no. That's our initial wine cellar for like aperitifs and dessert wine, which makes sense to be right after the second dining room. The third one, yeah, the fourth one is, yeah. That's the sex dungeon. We're in the sex dungeon. That's what this is. Did you have any shards of the sea in the sex dungeon? Because there's a lot of water in here, and it makes me think of the sea. And no, sex. everything in here was very specifically not shardy. Everything ah. was very smooth and polished. Balthiel, based That's on it. the notes that Sydney gave you, you know what you're looking at. Go shardy, it's your birthday. <laughs> uh, what am I looking at? <laughs> what do you mean? Based on the notes that Sydney gave you, there is a shard of the sea sitting in this fountain. <gasps> uh, I go over and I just pluck it. Gonna Something go over to you know, I put shards it, I, are very dangerous. I, I stare at it for a second because it feels like this thing I've been looking for for a very long time, and then I just pocketed one of my satchels. Thanks, Varys' family. Are these shards what Jinx were alluding to when he said there's something you might be Whoa, wait, are there multiple? No. Wait, what did Jinx say? said there was an artifact you might be interested in. I mean, yeah, I've been interested in this for a while. I just don't think it's here. So, I was just wondering if there was more of them. Oh. I mean, there might be. People I've, people I've talked to made it seem like there's not just one. But they well, just are super rare. Of the sea? So. Yeah, I need a shard of the sea. Now I have one. We only need one to get a fully working airship of our own. Correct. Right? We can be Sky Pirates. Sky Pirates! New campaign, new campaign, new campaign. The door creaked open and the fox is just... I'm gonna follow the ambiguously gendered fox. The door opens and you re-enter the entrance to Varys' home from a different door than you left originally. I'm just gonna turn like you're, you're back into the entrance hall with just like the four doors and the stairs that lead upward deeper into the manor. I'm gonna turn to Barris and say, hey, what the fuck? Again, someone is obviously lower class, uncivilized interior designer has obviously messed up our flow. Un I don't understand how this has happened. Uncivilized, motherfucker, you're the word, one who said the word foyer. That's some bullshit right there. Ah, foyer is how it's pronounced. Should we follow the fox? This is the fox going to a different door on the other side. Hey, wait, I gotta ask it something, Willow. The stairs. What, do you, what do you care? You, if you, you, It's like you come from nobility, you don't have anything to prove. No, I know, I just hate rich people. Fair enough. It's literally in my, uh, my, uh, personality traits. Varys is still very, like, the, the biggest part he's taken out of this whole thing is that Will thinks it's pronounced foyer, which is obviously just dumb. Wait, hey. I think, I think it's a word that shouldn't be said by anybody unless they want a swift brick to the face. How did you find out that kink? Willow, are you are you feeling conflicted though? Because it seems like the Gallandels have quite the taste in decor. 
I love the decor. I hate the gaudiness of the space. Are you saying we didn't assemble the finest plants and ivies? You just admitted that you didn't assemble any. Even in our fall, get great taste. That's what I'm saying. Okay, I like Fox the plants. Opens a door on the second floor and vanishes. Fox. Fox and the Hound. <laughs> Go, Arf. You ascend the Arf lolls up the stairs after it, giving chase. You head up the stairs and you push through the door, and it's your second. It's the second floor of your home. Also, just in a state of disrepair. Vines everywhere. Flowers blooming here and there from them. Um, books and debris. You're noticing an abundance of old bottles. Some shattered. Some intact. Some still with the last dredge of old spirits. Oh yeah, have there been any herbs have caught my eye? Not that I'm like actively looking, but just something I would see and just be like, hey, that's good for my You're kid. You're noticing some rare things um, that wouldn't grow naturally in like this hemisphere or these conditions. Um, if, evidently, if, magic. If we're dawdling, can I take a, a bit to collect them? While Varus is reminiscing? Um, just as you're making way, the way through the house, can you give me a survival check? Yeah, sure. Survival. Just a general. General. Yeah. Uh, it's a third. Fourteen. You're able to... Because I already have 25 gold. You're worth. able to grab seven more gold worth of medicinal herbs for such things nice. but various it's it looks dissimilar for the second floor other than everything that's evidently happened over time similar so not only has it eroded and kind of fallen by the wayside but it's not what i remember no it's exactly what you remember the second floor is it isn't weird, it's just shitty. Okay. I thought you said dissimilar, which would be not dissimilar. I don't like the adjectives we're using just to describe overgrowth. So, other, other than the incredibly, hor horribly crappy plants, um, everything looks the same, is what I'm picking up on. Yeah. Okay, cool. Like, you round the corner and find the door to your bedroom. Uh, slowly. This is the real test. Go open the door to see if he has a yeah. cool race car bed. Don't what touch. Have... I have a Lightning McQueen bed. That's oh, I'm trying to remember another name of a race car for that movie, but I'm too. Rex Dynaco. Here, Rex Dynaco. Doc Ellis. No, that's the guy who pitched No Hitter on Acid. Anyway. Do you explore anymore? I could go open the door to my bedroom and walk in. What did your childhood bedroom look like when you left? Um, 
I would say like mostly clean and proper. Um, there's a certain amount of decorum that's required. Even being of a minor noble house, like you have to have a certain amount of you have servants and help, so everything's cleaned up, but you have to have a certain amount of keeping your shit in order. Um and he had a pair of child size swords so like now they'd be like long daggers but like at the time they were like child size swords and he left you know, on the wall in an x pattern he had you know, a diploma from when he graduated um other than that pretty spartan not a lot he did not have a huge emotional attachment um didn't want to be here so if, if anything the room was probably yeah probably pretty empty few like decorations but it's pretty the wallpaper is probably painted black um he was definitely a i don't want to say the word emo like he was not happy so like you know faded black you know he's got like the we'll call them like the ninja turtle swords on the wall i was literally about to say that (laughs) A sigh. Uh, the, the two sighs. I was about to put that in the chat. The He's got the sigh on the wall. Like, yeah, he definitely believed that, like, he had some deep dark destiny. It was not meant to be contained within this, in his mind, shithole. It is exactly as you remember it without a speck of dust. As if the day you left, a warm breeze ruffles the curtains um assumedly you entered the space everyone anyone else could have entered following but whoever's closest to the door you like (laughs) glanced and saw the fox and then got distracted listening to Varys for a second the fox not far from you in the doorway and then a new voice comes from the doorway where the fox stood and says, I did my best to leave it as you did. And as you all turn, there is a elderly elf with thinning gray hair that hangs shaggy on the sides of their head, balding up the middle. Gray, filthy robes, hands stained long with time, and eyes mercurial with cataracts, just staring blankly at you four, but you can tell their attention is on Varys as you take in the sight of your once very noble father from your memories as this almost beggar looking individual but this is uh, Garrick Allendale standing Ah. in the doorway of your childhood home or childhood bedroom sorry I don't know that yet picture is real poke him with a stick do we recognize him or at least guard door from seeing um, envy disguises him. Yes, 
Gardor, you would... You all recognized a much finer man. Or... Saying my dad's envy, ugly? Envy in disguise was a much finer, younger version of the man that stands before you. I stand by poking with a stick. <laughs> I've been tricked once. Hey. Hey, hey, stop. He just like brushes are you, are you are you are you the fox? His face doesn't change, but he's just staring in the direction of Varys. But he's just like stop and brushes the stick away. <laughs> I, I reach into the depths of my mind and just like try to talk to Envy. I'm just like, man, you you really got this wrong, didn't you? There's no response. I'm going to ask this man I don't recognize yet and just say, were you the fox? No. He is but a friend. Can you can you bring him here? I want to pet him. With a wave. Fox darts in. He Garrick has not taken... has not moved his, from staring in Varys' direction. But the, the fox yeah. darts yeah. in and brushes your ankles, Willow. All right, I'm going to sit down and start petting it. I'm satisfied. While all of this has been going on, like, Varys hasn't said anything. You know, he's just been... You can see... You can kind of chart the emotions that he's been going through on his face. First, total disbelief. And, like, sadness. You know, his father's now old. All these things. And finally just settles on anger. So he just... Fuck. Charges his dad, and he's like, "What the fuck did you do? And what the fuck did you do to me?" And like, elbow slams him into a wall. He doesn't fight back. He doesn't resist. And you can see the tears like pulling under, um, on his eyelids. No, you don't get to be sad. I don't know anything. I don't know what I am, who I am, if I'm real, anything. You are. Why? You're very real very real to me you were very real to your mother in the time she knew you and there's nothing I can say there is that you can say answers I can show you answers I come with me if you allow me it's gonna just slowly pull his arm back and look Kikartor, if your eye anything out of the ordinary, I mean, stop us immediately. They call him bears. All fairness, your legionnaire friend is more worrisome to me, but follow me. And he turns and makes his way. You hear that, Willow? We're not worrisome. Yay. He makes his way with a... Not rehearsed, but a well-versed um, gate through the house. Um, and he takes you to a sitting room on the second floor. That is overgrown and such. He pushes some bottles out of the way and he sits and with a wave he ignites a log on the fire 
and he talks and he talks like a man carrying a a burden for a lifetime and he shares with you information get those notes fucking ready okay ready <laughs> he shares with you his life before you were born how he grew up the friend of this noble young lord Calendell sort of picked by him to be this lowly member of his his noble friend group um growing up in his shadow going through the the cat the college of limerick growing up together um them meeting your mother them being this group of three inseparable friends always getting into mischief and what have you he goes on to talk about their their later years um post college working want it pursuing their goals but then this war with the humans on the surface uh, coming into play and impacting the directives of their employers and the nobles and the politics um you learn a bit of elven culture concerning a figure or a position here in limerick and this individual is known as the librarian when experiences and memories and knowledge are passed into the soul wind as part of the festival of the four winds there is an individual who through some means they're able to restrict what knowledge is retained in the soul wind and permitted to be given to the elves and this keeps them from being this information resides with the librarian and all the other elves lose it and he goes on to say this was lord calendell's role my best friend that is how we got to where your story begins my powerful friend came to me in confidence and shared with me that he had learned that our family bloodline uh, was a celestial one. And he and members of the Crest of Corellian were part of an organization um, who wanted to use our bloodline um, to bring a hero, an Azamar, here into our family. He stated that they had the means to awaken the bloodline. And your mother, seeing 
the destruction that the humans and elves were waging was willing to participate in the ritual and it resulted in you and your brother but my friend had betrayed me and when you were born it was evident the betrayal was evident and I attacked him and I was I was restrained and your brother his birth was not as easy as yours for your mother and she did not make it now what I saw were not two Azimars but two Feyri and your brother was evidently the stronger of you two and Calendell, along with his cult of Therizdun, took your brother away from me and blackmailed me to for further assist them in their corruption of this plane and bring forth Therizdun. And I worked for a time. I worked to keep your brother secret from you to keep my own mistakes that I saw in you every day he gets he gets a little broken up at this point and then you got around your first century and I had not seen your brother since the day he was born um some dignitaries from England were in Dublin and your brother escaped the cult and made his way to Dublin and slew these dignitaries and vanished with the weight of Parliament pressing down on Ireland. The witnesses that survived were able to match your brother's description to your own. And a choice was to be made, your execution or your servitude, to slow the hostilities. And you chose servitude, and I chose to give you the life that you deserved. And so I tried to change your memories of the past. But I think I might have left you worse off. Your mind was broken. For a time, I served the cult, but I eventually made contact in one of the wars um, with the airship engineer, Silas Stormhole. And we communicated in secret for many decades. We knew they expressed fears of a devilish invasion matching my fears of a demonic invasion. And we developed a solution, a way to restore the balance 
or we tried to. I've only completed my end once I was able to make my way into hiding. And I communicated loosely with the Golgori, as I knew Silas stated he would send the Enclave one day, and so I waited. Or, and he gestures to Willow still playing with the fox. Your arrival, assumedly. Me or the fox? The Enclave. Oh. But. Yeah, I only got about 7% of that. But uh, I'm not technically Enclave. That's okay. Good enough. But Varus. I was foolish. And you and your brother will carry the weight of that your whole life. And because of my mistake, our family has been stricken from the soul wind. And we are not remembered. And only Lord Kellendale knows of our existence. Fuck, that makes a lot of sense. Let me reiterate what you told me. You tell me why I should not immediately and swiftly punch you multiple times in the face. Good answer. Give one. Bad answer. Give more than one. Okay. You. Reason that my mother is dead. Never met my brother. I am some sort of demonic, devilish abomination. Also, the reason I do not know what I know. I have not trusted my mind. And I have been banished or sent form of, as you called it, servitude, which you assure me that I chose, but again, I cannot trust you because I know none of this. I have been sent to fight someone else's war, which apparently I was bred for, like some, for the hunt. Would you like your true memories, my son? I'm not done. Thank you for interrupting me. <laughs> That's another punch. He takes the abuse. Again, I then serve as a scapegoat for my brother's crime. Everyone hates me, and then they forget me. And not only do they forget me, I forget me. I'm a learned man, and I lack the words to fully elaborate on my anger for you. But more than that, how? This is your greatest sin. How have you not killed Kalendal? It's been 200 years. If not you, he killed your wife. He deprived you of both of your sons, and he ruined our family. How is he alive? He reaches into his robes, and he pulls out a leather-bound tome. And he says, I could never give my life without the Enclave not getting the formula 
for the synthic list. Barrett's just kind of some one really quick right in the face. Just like, Pah! While he's getting punched, I'm going to gingerly reach out and say, on behalf of the Enclave, set. Barris's dad has been waiting all this time to give us the Krusty Krab secret formula. It was definitely the Powerpuff Girls formula. Chemical X. It's a noob. Um. Well, this is more. This is Blossom. This is more the formula. Arcane formula is balancing the different um, elemental planes and material planes and the subjacent planes. It's very extensive, very dense. Um, this is one piece of the recipe to form the synthetic list. But um, he he goes on to say, I have not received word from. Actually, Varys, are you still angry? Anything else? Would you like me to fix the memories? Yeah, um... Out of the game, just for everyone else, Varys is maxed out in strength, so he could have, like, especially a frail old man, like, he could have done a fuck ton of damage with the punch. I think at most, like, he probably has, a, like, a split lip. Like, <laughs> to his, like he's, he was, he's like, taking the was, abuse. This was like a symbolic rage. Like his explanation made a lot of sense, but also Barris has to have some outlet for his anger. And this is, yeah, he, he could have fucked up for a calendar, but was like, a, you're getting a punch in the face because I said I was going to punch you in the face. Um, game. Hey, Mr. Gallandell, do you know where the other half of this is? Or. The rest of. The device that would restore the material plane. The other half of the research lies with Silas Stormhole. We, used to, we used to communicate, but I have not heard from him in probably over a century. I'm going to turn to Balthiel. Mostly just asking with my eyes. Is the other half, did you get that from his notes? But then also giving him space to say anything he wants about Silas Stormwall. Um, I mean, I don't oh, know. Yeah. I don't know if Silas is super good. Um, if you need to know out of game, yes. Yes. You, you now have the two pieces of the formula, so you have the full formula, but you still need components. Um, Simon's research did build upon Silas's. And you have the full formula to build a Synthiclist now, but not the components. But just so you're aware of what the situation is. So how do we know that you're going to restore Varys' true memories and not just make him more fucked up than he already is? My intention to. Hmm. Do a trial run on Balthiel, give him a little Taruni of those. Well, no, I've been sitting here thinking about something. Part of Varys's memory was blocked by Garrick. But then there are also memories that have been rearranged by those aboliths in the airship. Yeah. So how does that work with getting his memory back? We don't know exactly what the 
if the Abolith's only rearranged memories of the deeds on the airship, so... I'm interested to see what Garrick can do, I guess, uh, as uh, one who is interested in magic um, and science. Garrick is just gonna look at Gardor say, remember what I told you to do. And just reach out his hand towards his father. He, he takes it and he actually offers you the chair that he was sitting in. The nicest chair in this uh, sitting room near the fire. And I have to look up a monster real quick. I don't remember what Bears told me to do. I told you. Near him did anything weird to stop us, like attack us. Oh, okay. If he, if he turns me into a weirdo, have us. He hasn't turned you into a weirdo yet. Yeah, but he's about to do something, which is why I was like super simple. I was like, hey, remember that thing I told you? Like, that's how I do that thing. I don't want to attack your dad. <laughs> you sit. That's it. Um, you're facing the fire, your followers behind you, but your party is watching you. As he begins to etch. Um, glowing blue runes that you recognize as abjuration magic behind behind your head. Um, you feel... I... Yeah. I don't know. I'm readying a dispel magic thing. To, 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 I'm not gonna attack his dad, but I'll get ready to... You notice that you're preparing the same spell he's casting. Ooh. But he continues... And let me check okay. my notes because I gotta remember what level things were at. Oh no! Before he does this, he takes out another. He takes out a pearl and holds it up to his head and chants something, and the pearl dissolves into sand. Uh, but he continues um, as he casts a Dunamancy spell on himself. Garrick just succeeds. And there's your mind begins to wonder to the woman that you had what you believe to be a memory of in the festival with you as a child um, who called you her bear and she excitedly was like let's go get some treats let's go that memory just begins to dissolve in the smoke. Um, you see the woman again with the short hair, um, whose reflection you saw in the train window on the way to Manchester. That also dissolves into smoke. All these strange figments of things that you once held questionable begin to just fade into smoke in your mind. And you see yourself in your, your Spartan room as a child, growing up with friends, but none that you really connected with. You always felt a little distant. You, Your father, who just never seemed to be around, was always busy. To your knowledge, you become very certain of the events that were told 
to you. At least from the point of view of someone that was sheltered from much of it. Your father's actions make a little bit more sense now. But it doesn't make them any more correct. Or right. Or kind. You see the day of the massacre in Dublin. Yourself being pulled forward. Um, humans wielding rifles in a line as you're pushed against a post. Not fleeing, but just knowing that you're guilty of a crime you didn't commit. You do offer to serve. Um, and your father approaching you before you go on the ship to offer you what little blessing he can. Though, it makes sense now that he stated he he failed in replacing your memories with a happier with happier ones. You had a childhood where you were provided for. You had a childhood that allowed you to succeed. You had a distant father who did make sacrifices, but also mistakes. You open your eyes and see the fire crackling as you hear a sigh of relief from your father behind you. And he says, To answer your question, I had two things to do before I tried to kill that bastard Calendo. And my notes in that were them. So, I have nothing else to hide here for. I'm just going to look... Um... Harris looks over the rest of the party. Uh, fortunately, it seems like he's telling the truth. Fortunately, now I know to kill. Just really widely smile as his face kind of flicks the demonic mask. Man. You sure you don't need, like, 10 minutes for Coco just to sit down, digest some shit, or you want a murder path now? Yeah, we can take five. Let's take solid five, it's right? It's been a minute since I built things. I'm going to meditate, not peacefully, but angrily. I'm going to meditate and come up with a way to kill this. It's hey. just totally level, like, just... Decide what he's going to do. This is what's going to happen. If you would like to join him on this venture, fantastic. If not, we'll go and kill. Hold on. Hey, Garrick, can I call you Garrick? is fine. Uh, you gonna help with the killing? Are you three gonna help me and my son with the killing? I like the way that you phrased that. Um... Yeah, as long as I can keep hanging out with this fox. No, I like Ferris. We're, I'm, I'm in. And Ferris hasn't been mean to me. What if you, Warforge? Also, I don't know have any of your names. I'm sorry. I just saw my son. Hi. I'm a. Uh, I'm Ballfield. Stormhall. I'm 
Um, Silas is my grandfather. Uh, I'm not a I'm not big on killing things, but Ferris is one of my best good friends, and I I gotta do what I can for him. I'm a Willow Cedarbrook. I'm I think I'm in a moon cult now, but yeah, anything for Ferris. You, Master Legionnaire. No, can't be I'm all for punishing the guilty. I think killing might be a little, a little too far. I understand okay. this is. I stab him a little bit. Wait a second, now, bears. That's torture. We could just arrest him. If we arrested him with knives. And I know we said we weren't going to go after cops this episode, but. I've been biting my tongue. <laughs> now, what if I we all know that we kill him in pursuit? Yes. So what if he's holding a toy train? And it looks like... <laughs> it looks like a gun. So... <laughs> anyway, back to that. I, That's I have terrible. sat on this vengeance for a while. <laughs> Your friends are not wrong. There are other roots, but there are many accomplished healers in the city. We can bring them back if we need them. But more importantly, respectfully, my my um, Ferris, while I was in the spelling... First off, did you guys take a break? Could this like be I feel over? Like we've been taking a long break. Yeah, like, <laughs> like some of this exchange can be over the course of a night. Um, you guys learn that you're in a, um, you're within the effects of the spell, like Mordekainen's magic mansion. Like this is a demi plane that he has created in the image of his old home, that has degraded over time as he's retained it. Or maintained the spell. Um, Are we like crashing on your couch, Ferris, or just sleeping back? Garrick asks you about images that he noticed while dispelling the charm. How do you know of the Crystal Palace? Crystal landform in the middle of the Soul Wind. As as we've gotten. Closer to here, and I guess closer to you. Every time I meditate, I felt this pull. And the last time I meditated, I was shown those images. I I didn't know that's that's what it was. He leans in. Do you trust these three? More than family. He smiles. He smiles a lot at that one. But he says the nobles up top don't run this city. The silent senate do. They are 
elven spirits that manifest from the soul wind. They are the true keepers of the knowledge that we provide to the soul wind, and they keep it in the Crystal Palace. Since you've got to the city, have you tried to offer anything in your trance? No. No, we weren't, um... We weren't sure what I could contribute. Not, not only if it was useful, but what was real. We wanted to figure that out before we well, I guess screw up the millennia-long tradition of elves with my fucked-up head. Well, tonight, try the... I believe the Senate sent you those images for a purpose. Um... The rest of you, make yourselves comfortable. This has been a very exhausting evening for me. We shall speak in the morning. Any turns? Any points at you, Gardor? Almost pointing through you. And you, Envy, behave. And he turns out of the room. Vanishing from sight. I'm gonna turn and stare at Gardor's like Um You said Gardor's name wrong. What did he mean by that? Ferris, your dad's an idiot. Can I roll an insight? You can roll an insight against um a deception on Gardor. If he really just tried to pass that off. Eighteen. Not a very charismatic cow. Fuck. <laughs> 16. <laughs> I was close. Yeah. I think... You, you know something there. Well, um... What, what do you mean by that? Guy. Yeah, right. might okay. might see something that that's that's been here for 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 a while. How long is a while? Well, first I haven't told you exactly. Uh, oh, I thought you were speaking out loud. Oh no, I am. Okay. <laughs> he hasn't admitted to anything. Shh, let him talk. Um. How long ago did we uh, uh fall from the a, earth? Probably like a or week. Or from the from oh, the me. not the earth, but the uh Maybe two weeks tops. From the floating island of the fight pit. Four days. I was actually gonna say like four or five days, yeah. Ballfield Ballfield spits it out to the exact second. Yeah, something's uh been happening for it's Rain Man uh, that length of time. Uh, something may or may not include a 
devil that we thought was dead. Puberty. Which devil? You said envy. You see an envy? I thought he got crushed. I thought he got real smushed back in that... I thought we said no more secrets. Back in that fight pit. We did say that. Did his goo, like, crawl inside you? What's happening? My, my thought process has essentially been... He's my prisoner. This is He's... As far as I know, within me. And... Me being a devout follower of light can be his warden. This is kind of hot, but same time. And I just thought it'd be better if you guys didn't know that there's a devil following all of you because you just be paranoid all the time. So... Do we know if there's any risk of him getting out? That's the yeah. That's the biggest. Can only ever see him. I don't even know if I'd call it a dream, but I'll, for lack of better words, I'll call it a dream. Ooh. And he he seems to communicate with me. But I can't communicate with him. Whenever I try to talk to him, he he tends to ignore me. Sounds like you're a pretty bad warden, then. I, I still know he's contained within. Do you, do you want to get him out? Did you, did you not see that the wyverns back there just spew acid all over me and I shrug it off? I've I've come to learn that's a a side effect. Oh, I just thought you were like a religion man. M more better than me. I thought accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior allows you to just... poison. I did try conversing with Envy earlier when we first found and saw Garrick and. Um, and how Envy originally disguised as a younger version of him, and but he didn't respond to me. Okay, so when were you planning on telling him? I honestly wasn't. <laughs> what was your solution? Just let him chill? For the time being, yes. All vibes with the demon, Jesus Christ. I just, uh, it's not me. Uh, it's actually vibing. a devil, Willow. It's, it's not me vibing with the devil. Okay, I can't tell the difference between dragons and not dragons, so I don't know why you're correcting me on semantic. That's what I do. That is what, this is, yeah, no. That's fair. You both feel a good thumbs up and I turn back to Gardor's like, hey, what the fuck? I'm just here to help. You know, Garrick is just kind of ruining everything, right? He's ruining Varys' life, he's ruining my secret, like... I, I I don't even know what to say right now. Well, I guess now that you know how to 
How do we feel about me trying to be the warden of a devil? Not good. Honestly, I don't this, care, this man. Is exactly the kind of response I thought. We could have gotten this out of the way, what, four days earlier? I don't know. How delay to... this any further? I don't know that it would be a problem, but I also don't know how we would get rid of Envy. Uh, but I also don't know that it would be good. Lest you guys forget, uh, Avarice did very much try to kill us. That was... I can think of worse places for Envy to be than inside uh, uh, the inside. door. You... Avarice was the first one. Sire, sorry. <laughs> Um, well, maybe Garrick has some insight. I mean, he knew that Envy, he could sense that Envy was inside you. Wait, why am I acting weird? <laughs> Simon was once inside me. I have no room to... We go up. Uh, it's okay, Gardor. I used to have a man inside me, too. I put a... <laughs> We never asked him about the, the, the tear rooms, the rooms with the tears. That's true, your dad is keeping a lot of planar tears around. Hanging out. He's got a lot. No, nothing about I collect their I feel like it can be inferred based on the formula that was provided to you. Hey, Balthiel, can you uh, combine these two formulas make any sense to them? I'm just learning how to make potions. This is yeah, I'll get on uh, decrypting the cipher. Give me the book back, because he gave it to me, though. Afterwards. What book? The tome. Garrick. So there is now Garrick's tome, there is Simon's tome, there is a Goblin Knight's tome. Yeah, I have a lot of books. What other what other books do we have floating around? There's mm -hmm. at least but one copy of Smut with that one too. Oh yeah, I've got I've got There's all at the least books. One smut floating around. Also herbalism guide. Oh yeah, I forgot that was a thing. A lot of books. Oh uh, no, what it is a thing. What are we, a library? There's, um, um, while all this is going on, she's going to turn to his dad and go... Your dad left, but was there <sighs> anything else you wanted to say to him before he left? Oh, essentially, he just wanted to we're know where the fuck he could sleep. He just wanted to know where he could go to bed. Your old room's fine. If um, Varys isn't staying in the race car bed, I am. He actually... He takes you. Um to a door that has been locked your whole childhood and was always enchanted. Was always enchanted beyond anything you were capable of breaking. And he lifts it. And he says, You might find your mother's reading room a bit more comfortable. Somebody cutting onions in here? Oof. Varys is just gonna lock the door behind him. And. Wait, you locked us out here with Envy? That's the last we'll see of Varys. Envy's right here. Alright, roll a new character. Session. You say for the night? Session. Yeah, for the night. No, forever. Yep. 
You guys want kills himself in his mom's room. That's the no, name of the episode. You, That's the name of the episode. That's fucked, but that would be such a well-written ending. But you guys long rest. Varys, when you trance, do you try to offer anything? Oh, when you say his memories dissolve, does he remember any of the old false memories, or is it just now like a linear path? You have the linear path, and you can see at the points where the fake memories would have been. You're like, this is the age that I would have gone with to the fair with my mother, but I was at summer camp because my dad was on that business. Like, kind of like that. Like, you know what's real. What? Yeah, but you, but you had fake memories of your mother that your father right. gave you as a kindness, but you know that they're fake. Okay. Um. Then Varus is going to contribute probably the memories from like his largest battles. Um. He's just gonna reach that out and. He doesn't want to give away anything. Let anyone know that he has stored memory. Oh, he was supposed to be sent to fight in the war, so he's going to provide the memories of the war that he fought in. Um, Because there's no way that they could kind of... He doesn't know who to trust. There's no way that they could piece together he knows anything more than he should from those memories. Um, you feel them lifted, not in the sense like you lose the memory, but you feel like the brutality of those conflicts almost become softer in your memory and lighter and the weight of your deeds. Um, you feel like not as in a, a, a religious individual, but you feel almost a little absolved, like a sense of absolution participating in this finally. And we will close as you once again feel that conscious or that tugging at your consciousness, which kind of lifted these memories from you, snap back towards you, and you get the same series of visions, this crystal palace, this hooded figure ascending steps. Um, but this time the hooded figure turns and looks back as if worried that they're followed. And with your restored memory, you recognize Lord Kellendale in this space, um, ascending these steps and vanishing out of sight. And that's where we'll close.